I give it a little. Guess what, Ryan Santos? We're live. Oh, we are live. All You're right. in the Junkyard Love podcast, my brother. Yeah, the Junkyard Love podcast. Yeah. That's crazy. I thought that I was going to have some crazy, cool, like just artistic name, mm-hmm. like extension of Junkyard Love, because I thought of that a while ago. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Junkyard Love podcast has been kind of sticking. No, yeah, I, I love it. I mean, it's it just makes me think of, you know, it's a lot of things that you want to talk about that are, mm-hmm. you know, just random stuff. You know, just a junkyard of stuff. Yeah, junkyard. You yeah. know, another man's junk is someone else's treasure. Yeah, exactly. But man. this one's a yard of treasurely love. Treasurely love. <laughs> Welcome to the yard of treasurely love. <laughs> like I feel like this is like if you were introducing some sort of like. I think I should say that at the beginning of my podcast, like, welcome to the yard of treasurely love, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, where we have the... But then that would be like, <laughs> a, you know, those old radio shows back in the day where it's like the late night right. radio. Of, right. Hey, baby, Hello, what do baby. you want to talk about? Yeah. What's your... What was that one? Welcome movie? to the late, late, late show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just somehow Junk Out Love is sex. Dang it. Yeah. Junk Out Love is now a sexual podcast. Uh, By the way, uh, yeah. we only talk about sex. Yeah. And I, you asked the wrong person for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even yes. know what that is. He's a virgin. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, no, actually. So, Ryan Santos, my friend. Hello, I, people. Um, yeah. Welcome, everybody. Ryan Santos. This has been a good friend of mine for quite some time. We worked together at a tuxedo rental place back when I was in high school. Um, he's a few years ahead of me, but uh, I was in high school, worked at, and met at a t- tuxedo rental place in the mall called mm-hmm. Mr. Formal Tuxedos. And we had some adventures. And I just wanted to, I had to have Ryan on the podcast just because he's been one of the more positive, influential friends in my life. Just like always, th- regardless of the crazy shit we've been through, he's just been like... I mean, don't you have to keep smiling tattooed on your wrist? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I just, just want to say thank you. Person. Thank you for that, Jake. I mean, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate mm-hmm. uh, you asking me to be on this show, you know? And uh, yeah, it's been an honor to be your really good friend. I mean, I always, I've never not thought about you and make sure you're doing all right. And mm-hmm. man, our little adventures when we first became friends have been insane. And yeah, you know, Obviously, I'm here for a reason, and it's been sure. awesome. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad to have you. I'm glad. Um, I think, you know, as, as dorky and simple as it sounds, I'm glad for the world to meet you. I don't really know where this podcast is going to go. Like, I don't, you know, like like I want as many people to listen to it as, as, as they think is valuable. I don't want anybody to listen to it just because they know who I am or know my DJ world, whatever. Mm-hmm. I just want people to listen to it with value. And so, I like, all the guests that I have on here is just like, who is someone who like it's valuable every time I talk to them, and you just you definitely fit that category. So oh, for sure, like yeah. that's how I feel about you, man. Every time we get together, we, we just like just talk for hours. So, <laughs> no. but now that we're on here, I'm just like, oh my gosh, what do we even talk about? Right, like is this right to talk about now? Because we talked about we talk about some crazy things I sometimes. And <laughs> no, I think I think that um, I mean this will be among the first the first 20 episodes i have quite a few stacking up now this will be among yeah. the first 20 but i think after a while after it becomes a regular thing people understand like okay like 
you know, Jake and his friends and, and the people around him are just like, they talk about crazy stuff sometimes. Like they're not crazy. They're just, they're just let yeah. them tell someone crazy stuff, you know? So yeah. dude, if we, if somehow this whole conversation t- we talk about aliens, like we're going to talk about aliens, baby. Oh, don't, like, we, don't get into that <laughs> because oh. I listen to too many podcasts <laughs> I, and I do research on. Lately, yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that stuff. Oh. Have you watched the on, um, they have on Netflix, like the Bob Lazar, like area 51. Oh, I started like the first 10 minutes of it, yeah. but I, it was one of those I put it on and i fell asleep because, i did the same thing actually oh man it looks really good yeah actually, I, I, I don't know ahead. a ton about it honestly i oh. I, I have friends who have watched it and then he was on like the joe rogan podcast and stuff mm-hmm. so i don't know i don't know a ton about it but essentially i think it's he worked at area 51 for a little bit and then yeah. he like was a whistleblower like said like hey i worked at area 51 here's what i saw but who and hasn't then, though and all those things are like <laughs> i used to work at area 51 i'm like how did you even come out and do this yeah. interview then? You would like, be what dead. What are you doing? <laughs> they yeah, would like, come after you did, and your family. Did you not work? Ooh, I'm going to shut off my mic. Is that anything I'm Nope. Okay, I'm just saying. Nope. Oh. Yeah, you're good. So, yeah, so something about this headphone, like I, I don't know if this little headphone thing that I got from Amazon is like, it doesn't support very much. So if I do too much movement, it's like, no, I'm scared. Power mode. Uh, yeah. Like protect mode. Whatever. Dude, um, don't trust Amazon, man. That's another one. I know. Uh, Have you it, noticed that the reviews on Amazon are just like, you can't trust, like it's something we used to go to to, to, to trust, mm-hmm. but now we know it's all fake. It's written for other shit. Well, yeah, that's what happens when you get really popular. I mean, not really popular, but like the amount of uh, people using or buying from your like store mm-hmm. or whatever it gets stupid after that it's like oh we yeah. got you we yeah. we hooked you in guess yeah, what right now we can sell whatever the fuck we want yeah now. we're gonna tell you what you want now yeah it, you, that that's take, what i don't like either is like you may all also like these items right it's like yeah like you you could have liked them but you're fine without knowing they exist how about that yeah like you have you okay so you've you've more than recent, I mean, you weren't super into social media. I don't feel like, um, but you, I mean, you've had social media for like as long as I have. Like we've both we've both oh, definitely yeah. had our shirtless pictures together on social media. Oh, <laughs> we've shared this. Oh yeah, I mean every year that I, for some reason I, the reason why I kept sharing it is because it came up like oh memories you know on yeah. Facebook. I'm like, it's such a good time shit. in our life. So. Oh, that was <laughs> so such fun. a funny day too. Yeah. Like. <laughs> We, we have this photo, anybody just listening, we have this photo um, that when we worked at Mr. Formal, like we were both working out and we were like just fresh bromies and we would stand in like yep. in the place where like you go to get married for your wedding and we were just like peace symbols up in the shirt or in the mirror shirtless both of us i think typical like 2000 what 2009 <laughs> right. or something 2000 i was wearing hollister pants with holes in them for sure <laughs> like like they were fresh off the press fresh holes freshly made in the factory and yeah and you had wait you were still in high school right no, but you had high a, school. yeah and you had that big ass tattoo oh yeah no yeah i was like 17 when i got my first so my exactly. my right side that was my first tattoo. how did that okay hold on now that I really think about it, <laughs> how did that even go down? My, like, my um, oh man, it keeps cutting out. Yeah, okay, you're good. Keep okay, yeah, yeah. but my uh, I don't know, my life is just different. I, I, um, my my tattoo artist. This was like so long ago, but my tattoo artist was like literally a lady who had changed my diapers. Like my family, I grew up in like a tattoo family. Oh, okay. And so they would really have tattoo parties as I was growing up. And so when I was younger, I, I remember getting all 10 of my nails tattooed at some point. And that was some like cool badass thing. Wait, anyway, wait you, you got... Yeah, nails. You can get your nails tattooed. You, it's hot. It's warm. 
uh-huh yeah but it's it, it doesn't cause pain like it's more just kind of sketchy yeah but uh i don't know exactly how how they do it I don't, I don't remember how the person did it but um i think it's just a regular amount of needles but i got that when i was a kid so i thought that was super cool and then i was like no i don't want any tattoos like it's too permanent i don't want it yeah and then i got to this point I where i was at this very like um rebellious i mean one of the very rebellious stages of my young life and i was like i do want a tattoo and so yeah the, it was a family friend but she's a very like she's a good tattoo artist that's she awesome legit but yeah my whole right side and you can imagine being like a a 16 year old dude with abs like who has a tattoo on his right side oh I was yeah just like such a turd i was such a turd <laughs> i just turned into do you girls want to see me with my shirt off because you're going to as i'm driving by Oh, yeah. Anywhere I'm going, I'm just... If you're willing to take your shirt off for a photo <laughs> in a tuxedo place I after know. hours we with your bro, in. I think you're willing we to take your in. shirt off anywhere. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, like the things you do, like, oh, oh, there's a customer. Like, this would be during hours. Imagine if you walk into a, any place, you're going into a bakery, and you're like, I'm going to go get some donuts, and you're like, excuse me, hello? And you glance in the back room, and the employees are just taking shirts, <laughs> shirtless photos. <laughs> typical (laughs) (laughs) no oh my gosh yeah that's basically uh, oh wait how many stupid things have we done in that place that's the thing we've done a lot of stupid places okay what what do you think is the what's the coolest story you can think of from working at mr formal when we were in high school so i okay so wait so baseline this is Mr. Formal in the mall, the Kelso Mall, the Rivers Mall, fairly dead at times, but like it was probably the oh, one tuxedo yeah. rental place. If you go to prom or you're having a wedding, that's yeah. where you go in town from our general area. Oh, yeah, for sure. And yeah. They had that place where we worked at, and then, then they have like the rents and events mm, that mm. you could get tuxedos mm-hmm. to, but I'd never heard anyone go in there unless yeah, you we were like, like negative stuff about them. I don't know if that was like just because our attitude with our job. But. Uh, well, we were. I mean, come on, dude. We're the best. Yeah, we. And then they only had like limited (laughs) shit to like. Here, do you want to look like you just got done doing an orchestra? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, quick coattails. That's funny. We're like, they're like, yeah. Well, we we were going to go to special events, events, and we're like, yeah. If you want to look like a fucking idiot, (laughs) we just talk people out of it. We don't even know anything about it. And that's what the tattoo is on his stomach. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is, people. If you're listening right now, that's you can quote me on that. It says that. But anyways, yeah. Um, the craziest thing that has ever happened at um, Mr. Formal, I think it was when I smoked weed in the bathroom. Oh no! During the Dude, day, we did that. No, I did that too. We would. No, um, but that was after hours. I did it during the day. During hours. I feel like I probably participated in that. You know. Like, it's not something I'm, like, proud of. You know, it, it's a laughable moment now. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it seems so insane, you know, saying that we, like, we would smoke weed or something, like, while yeah. we were working. Like, I think just in our world, mm-hmm. the world that we grew up in, like, we, I really generally wouldn't say that we're bad people, bad kids, bad, like, you know, we had it together. Like, I was, I was and you were both like higher up in, in commissions in the company. Like we did mm-hmm. well, we showed up to our job on time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, for sure. It's so funny thinking back of all like the little shit stuff we did, you know? Yeah. But we were able to kind of keep it afloat. Like I'm not saying, I'm, not, I'm no advocate for, for smoking weed in the bathroom as you're trying to work. Yeah. But it is <laughs> no so funny is. that the the importance of, like, dude, like we've been such good friends for so long, but I think it's because we really went out of our way back in the day. Like 
in much formal times to like hang out and like build a connection. Like, oh yeah, like we were friends. Like we didn't have to be friends. We we were from different worlds, but like oh. we hung out outside of work. Mm-hmm. Um, we have not that smoking weed in the bathroom is yeah. the, is the best way to form a connection with the coworkers. But yeah. hell, if that's what you got, hand it yeah. to you. I mean, yeah. like, there's not much to do in Longview, Kelso, or just even in the Cowles County area at mm-hmm. the time. You mm-hmm. know, there is now. I mean things that are available but back then we just had to make our own fun and Mm -hmm. i think that's exactly what we did and you know um like you said we didn't have to be friends but you know definitely it's like it's hard to be good friends with your coworkers because the things that you can bring into like like imagine if we didn't hit it off or something working Mm -hmm. out it's like then we would have to go to work yeah and like, read that yeah and like oh my god dude you fucking suck i don't right. like you <laughs> I don't, right you know i mean i think i think that we all did i mean even with our bosses like we you know it's it's work but we all did mm-hmm. based off of our personalities based off of like who we were and like just like it, we didn't all go into it saying we're all the same mm-hmm. like, we're all very different people. oh yeah like, even our bosses like we would joke around with with our bosses you know, like oh, we, yeah. we would be very, very different people, like listen to different music, different hairstyles, different clothes, whatever. Yeah. But we, I feel like just our personalities, we go into work and say, how do we make this fun? Yeah. Like, no, you can't always smoke weed with your, with your manager, unfortunately, yeah. but dang. Yeah, I but know, too bad. Yeah. I, I think it, it is important for everyone to like really realize your, your role. Like, like, dude, it doesn't matter just cause you're not a manager at a store. Like if you're an employee, if you're a new employee, old employee, you kind of got a job, man. Like, remember like, yeah, you're spending your time there, but everybody you're around is spending their time too. Like yeah. you can make your, your job fun. You can go a little bit extra. You can pay 12 bucks on Wednesday and bring some donuts, whatever. I don't know. Like I think that we did a good job at Mr. Formal of finding our fun. Fun. And dude, we were, we were good. I, I felt like yeah. dude, we, we were, were selling tuxes left yeah. and right. doesn't matter who was yeah. walking up. We're like, you need a tux. Yeah. We're going to give it to dude, you. Dude, we fed off that shit. We were not competitive. If, if you think about it, a lot of like on TV shows or other places that are like this, they're competitive with each other. Oh, yeah. Definitely I being a salesman. Like, yeah, yeah, you have we, to be. But we weren't, we weren't super competitive with each other, against mm-hmm. each other, though. Like, we were like looping each other in. And we're like, oh, how much commission did you get? Oh, hell yeah, dude. I yeah. got this much. Yeah, exactly. Like, it wasn't super against each other. It was like, how can we all do super good? Yeah. And... I don't know. I feel like that store killed it. Oh yeah. Well, it's like you said, but when we're, whenever we're making a sale, it's not like that other, like if I was making a sale, it's not like you were like sitting in the back, Mm -hmm. just sitting Mm -hmm. there or whatever. Mm -hmm. You would actually come out and help Help. me. Like definitely if it's a party or something, you would like come out and help me size them up and like, Oh, Hey, what would you like? You know? Mm -hmm. And even though that I got the commission, it's like, you were still there yeah because you would help me in the same way yeah Yeah. and you know what's funny is it's back then you know i feel like the the world now we're always like oh we'll make sure i get my credit or like Mm -hmm. even down to fucking like oh hey i handed you my phone to take a photo and you make sure like photo credit goes to whatever yeah everybody wants credit for everything oh and like i feel like back then we did a, a very good job of just i know that you're here to help me when i need it so mm-hmm. i'm here to help you like even if here to help you means i'm working every day like more it seems like whatever like i just know that you're going to be there for me like there's no credit there's no like it's not like we're like well hey how much of that commission do i get I feel like yeah I remember that. no I feel like yeah i know we, so no, cool we about that like yeah exactly like, i don't hey, think we ever sure you like hey, you owe me this or whatever yeah. that never happened I, like I, I literally don't think we ever even had i mean maybe, maybe there was some stuff with other people that like we weren't aware of or something i don't know but mm-hmm. but I don't know. I feel like we did a very good job because we had our other we had other coworkers who we got along with really well too. Yeah, <laughs> Kip. Kip, yeah, 
Man, oh, yeah. that sucks for him right now. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't know if I want to dive into that. Uh, I mean, we can, but let's just say that he is in other places at other yeah. times, and he did something really stupid. Yeah, the fashion bandit. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. Never thought that would. Ha- you know I what? When someone showed me that, I was like, "Shut Dude, up!" Yeah, Shay and I were. What we were like? No, yeah, it's not a real thing. But not until I saw it on TV. Right, that's fucking weird, man. <sighs> smart I, dude, a crazy smart guy. Yeah, one of the like crazy intelligent people that you would meet. He just he just knew what he wanted. He knew how to get it. Yeah. Blah blah blah. But now it all makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> he was right. really good at that for some time. I know. Until you, you're good at something until you get caught. Yeah, until you're too good at it. Yeah, until you're a professional at it, and you got to keep doing what you got to do to be a professional. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't think he'd take it to the fashion ba- bandit. Though. That was fucking hilarious. Oh man, there, I still like mind blown about that. Like, what is it? like? What? Oh, me too. That'd be hilarious. That would actually be kind of baller, though. Like, oh dang! Like, I didn't, I didn't realize I was dressing up. <laughs> like, if you, like, if you were robbing some stores. <laughs> oh my! Oh, it's okay. If you were, if you were robbing stores, <laughs> <laughs> and like the only thing you can come up with, by the way, is uh, dressing up. You just look at Hello Fresh, like. like this, oh. Like so, hot, what, what did he look like? Honestly, he looked so good, officer. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was dressing. He he was dressed to the nines, but he was wearing women's clothing. <laughs> but it looked fucking good, though. Like, yeah, what was he wearing? Honestly, he, he was wearing a red dress with red eye heels. He looked so good, though. I just want to. Can you write that down? I'm pretty can sure. Can just make sure they add him? His eyes were so kind. <laughs> His eyes are so kind, but what he was asking for was very fucking demanding and dangerous. He seemed too. to really want my money. <laughs> I don't care, but those shoes did, were, were not supposed to come out until next year. But he, that motherfucker has some. <laughs> <laughs> somehow he had. Can we can we get on note that somehow he had uh, the the next season shoes? However, he got those. If uh, officer, if you could let me know, <laughs> I really want to get those. They're not even out yet. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so I do want to like just because we were talking about the mission thing i want to share the story i want i want i want to let you tell it but the story of when we first smoked weed together we had worked maybe even one shift together is me oh, you and another friend yeah, um, yeah. and we, good old I, zach johnson right yeah good good guy yeah uh, and this is super strange i gotta figure out what's going on with the whole power thing but um yeah, so this is this is a story. So the reason why I want to share the story, mm-hmm. so this cemetery that this situation took place, this is, I go, this is like one of my favorite meditation city lookout spots. I go here like once a week at least, like late at night sometimes. Like recently? Um, yeah, yeah, the, the Mount Brandon graveyard up there. Yeah, I, up, I go, up on top? Yeah, I go there probably once a week, like meditate up top there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's cool going there, like, because sometimes I'll remember that random memory of that, oh of that night, gosh. and I'll just... Dude, I'll just like get so giggable, like uh, I'll, I'll just laugh so hard. It's just oh, so well, be <laughs> so so share that memory. So this was we had worked together what four or five times, if that one or two oh, times. Man, yeah, probably. It's like we've been working for like two weeks. I've been working maybe two weeks at this job at Mister Formal, but uh, finally we became friends, good enough friends because we had that mutual friend that got me the job, Zach. Right. And so we all smoked right after in the car. And then we went up to, what was it, Mount Brynion? Oh, yeah. Yeah, up to yeah the Mount Brynion Graveyard. Uh, yeah. yeah, so we went up top. Oh, my gosh. This, <laughs> the, the, oh, this is so funny. Oh, it's such a simple 
it's funny. Story, a lot of high whatever. schoolers used to smoke weed up there. Too. Oh, everybody I smoked weed up there before. Oh, yeah, but your reaction there. was priceless, though. <laughs> so we get up top, and mind you, this spot. You when you get up top of this hill, this like graveyard is like one huge hill. So when you get up top, you could see uh, Longview. You can see Kelso. You can even see all the way over to. Um, the Rainier Bridge. It's breathtaking. Oh, it really it's, it's one of my favorite spots. Oh, it's amazing. It's so we went up there. Oh, man, I haven't been up there in years. It's oh. been years. I would love to get you stoned and take you up there. <laughs> not, no, dude. Not, <laughs> I already got freaking almost arrested up there for that shit. Not anymore. But so we go over there. We smoke, checking out this awesome view. And we're starting to leave. <laughs> and then there's roads in between the graveyards mind you so yeah, you so can it's like, just drive it's like, all over yeah it's like gravel so it's it's pathways right yeah. so it's it is gravel pathways that you can drive on like Israeli for car mm-hmm. but on your left and your right like just a few feet mm-hmm. is like literally tombstones like you're you're driving in between tombstones it's which is like crazy a that pathway. they made it that way yeah it's pretty intense like it's not like you park your car over here and yeah. then you walk into the graveyard it's like you're this is a square block radius sort of situation yeah. with the tombstones being the buildings. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we're driving down one of the pathways and all of a sudden we just, me and Zach just here in the, in the back of the car, <laughs> guys, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you guys doing that? You guys are driving over the graveyard. <laughs> like, you guys are driving over the tombs. And we just start busting up like, dude, calm dude, down. We're just taking a pathway. And mind you, he you were at the time 16, and I think <laughs> 16, 17, and we were 20, 21. And so we were kind of almost, we were just laughing around like, dude, this kid is dude. freaking out. Dude, I was like, okay, okay, okay. So to me, <laughs> to me. <laughs> to me i genuinely thought so i was like i probably like talked it up but i had only been smoking since i was like for a year yeah like and so i probably talked it up but i was like probably super high mm-hmm. i was in the back seat of like these two dudes who i think are the coolest fucking dudes ever yeah like I'm dude we back. smoked you out too dude we oh, smoked yeah. a lot we, up probably, there. we smoked a ton of weed and yeah. I, I was probably just trying to hang equally with them like yeah. i was probably like not saying no to a single hit mm-hmm. but as we're driving like i'm looking forward i'm sitting in the back seat like looking through the, the center console yeah, and the, mind you this is a very it wasn't a big car it wasn't no, like you could we're all see. together like this wait what car was it like an eclipse it, or something like it it was his like red some it was a red car that red had car. like you can barely see out of the sides in the back anyways yeah like it's a pretty close like, so you only can chilling. see in the in the front yeah really and i remember you're just like because even sitting in the front it, it's like hard to see for some reason mm-hmm, over the mm-hmm. hood kind of thing. Yeah, you can only kind of see what directly what the headlights are, are, are piercing on it. Was, yeah. I think it was kind of later at night. At this yeah, point. it was but, kind of late. It was yeah. still kind of like light out, but just enough for you yeah, to but freak so, out. For you, okay, because I generally thought, so I looked forward, I was thinking of some sort of crazy high thought, and then I look forward, and I'm 100% convinced we are four by fouring. <laughs> we are mobbing over people's graves. Like me, I'm in the backseat holding on because I was so high. I was like, I thought that we were just... Zach was like, fuck these graves. Yeah. Fuck these people under here. Fuck their corpses. Like, yeah, we are just disrespecting. <laughs> like, I literally, yeah. for some reason, that was, it was such a surefire thing to me. I remember it so vividly. Like, because I was like, these guys are so cool. And I turned around and I look out the front windshield, and to me, we're driving through graves. Yeah. And so I'm like, this is not right. I will not be, have a part of this. What the fuck, <laughs> yeah, you guys? Yeah, I remember that. And it was so funny because you guys, like, I freaked out, and then you guys, like, didn't say anything, and then you, like, you let me, like, chill, and then you said something, like, dude, we're, we're fine. We're on the pathway. And it was this sobering moment of me looking forward, and it's like, 
oh yeah we're, oh yeah we are in the dark <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was almost funny because we let you like freak out we're like i was like what dude i will not be a part i will not drive over graves like i don't know you got this is not okay to me like but <laughs> it was how awkward our work relationship would have been if you like that was like you're like well this is what we do we drive over graves yeah stone. <laughs> yeah and if we never said anything it's like if you fucking say anything about us driving over those graveyards yeah like that's our, like most people have weird secrets but you're like we have a spot for you out yeah. there <laughs> on thursday nights after work we drive over graves. <laughs> oh man yeah, yeah that was a great memory yeah so that was um i mean that really broke into like we were hanging out like all the time oh so, right we, after that yeah time, after so. that fiasco of yeah. Uh, being high and not knowing what the hell we were doing as kids yeah. like even like though that we were i was 20 or 21 i can't remember i think i was 20 because i couldn't go mm-hmm. to the bars yet but even then i still look at myself as a kid right you know, not knowing and just you know going Dude. to work right. smoking weed all day mm-hmm. and not caring about anything. i mean we we really did you know i, I don't want to be naive about like corning yourself into a good corner but like we really weren't it's not like we we're bad people yeah we weren't like it's it, you know people in our world we just live very different lives mm-hmm. like we we had it together like you and i like our store particularly like in that moment uh we were like very good like we had high-end sales we showed up on time we oh, yeah. each other out we enjoyed each other's company like our manager was happy like we did good at our jobs we were kind of like turds you know like, oh I, definitely i, mean, I, I was in high school i had that. good grades like mm-hmm. i like all these things that we talk about doing like we we had it together it's just a different life than other people it is but i think yeah i think there's a lot of other kids a lot of other little knuckleheads a lot of little fuckers right now who are hearing this or somehow maybe might be hearing this one day that like i'm the same boat oh and so for sure. i think it's, just it's like, a never-ending cycle of the, yeah. these kids going through the same things that we are mm-hmm. i mean it's probably you know their situations are totally different but at the same time, the the moral of the story is that hey, we've done what you've mm-hmm. done, you know, yeah. and like we know it. You're like, not the first ones, yeah. you know. Which, which is sad because everyone's done everything, you know. Like we were talking about earlier, like everyone's written that song before, or a variation of that song, and you know, when it comes to doing stupid shit, people have done it before, and yeah. you know, you're not alone, you know, just. Yeah. You don't have just to be, be safe, people. Like, yeah, dude, Kids, just, be safe. Yeah, man. I, I really think, like, you know, it sounds dorky. We live in a world where, you know, that's a huge thing I've had to I've had to conquer with this podcast, like, already is talking about drugs, talking about drug use, talking about shit that I did that was stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as that makes everybody very uncomfortable, as much as that's, like, that's not what you do online, that's there forever, it's, like, it really happened. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to lie about it or you're going to lie about it or, or whoever's going to not be honest about what actually happened in their life, that's one less thing that a young kid who has experienced the same shit or might experience the same shit now has nothing to look up to. Like, mm-hmm. like, like kids need to know that like the stuff that they're doing, like it's not okay. Like you're a turd, but like it's also, it is okay. Yeah. You know, like, like not, not giving people permission to go out and do drugs, but letting kids know that, that, Hey, you're, you're going to see that thing and you're going to say it's stupid. Like, yeah do what you need to do be be as smart as you are right now experience mm-hmm. what you need to experience but like it's going to be okay if you just you know yeah and just, what's hard about that like you know is trying to tell them hey if you're going to do it be safe you know how we were just talking about that we were smoking and driving and right of course smoking at a place you're not supposed to smoke that's of all course. bad and i will not lie about that you know mm-hmm. that's all bad but at the same time those are 
the memories I would never take uh-huh. back. Those are the things that, oh my gosh, that, that was so funny at the time. Dangerous, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever you want to call that, not good, but oh my gosh. Right. I love talking about that every time we like, see each yeah. other. Like, hey, graveyard. Because, <laughs> dude, yeah, we always remember that shit. It's so funny to me because it was just like, it's such a wonderful first time to like hang out and meet. And like, like oh. that's the first time we ever hung out outside mm-hmm. of work. And it just like made like a, a brotherly bond. I think a lot of that is I understand the laws and I understand safety behind like drugs and, and alcohol and, and weed and whatever. And I think it always is very important. But yeah. I also think that a lot of us are a little more self-reliant than the laws make us seem like a, like whether whether the laws or school or society or whatever wanted me to be completely unaware of drugs until I'm 21, mm-hmm. well, I smoked weed when I was 15. Yeah. So whether you want me to do that or not, like I'm around it. Like whether you want me to pretend it's not there, it's there when I was 12. You know, like yeah. these things, we can't just pretend that they're not around us. Yeah, and try I don't to cover think, it up. Yeah, I, I think it's we should stupid. learn about it. And yeah. I don't think that like young kids should be using drugs. Like I, I, I kind of wish that I had started like drinking and stuff at a later age. Mm-hmm. But it also, I, it, I, but I think that talking about it and and letting kids experience it, and then even as they're young, instead of just waiting till they're twenty six or in whatever, like to talk about it later on. Yeah, we can talk about it right now, introspective from our age, and they can say like, oh yeah, like. I'm only 19 and I've been drinking for two years, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's not, I don't want to do it this way or yeah. it's, it's not all this cracked up to be or whatever. I don't know. It just explaining, talking about things that people actually go through. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that about. people are starting to get it now in this generation anyways, by all those freaking teen movies that are out, you know, it's so weird. Cause now it's, it's one of those things it's it's normal now you know that kids are oh this is what i see on tv it's always been that way but it's i feel like it's i don't know if it's because we're getting older kind of thing it's like we see it more often now maybe it's just because now we don't have those blinders or whatever or you know no one's like telling us like what we can and cannot do being this age now but for kids it's it's out there I mean, you got your YouTube, you got the movies that like mm-hmm. you can just stream off Netflix and people, kids yeah. are watching all this stuff. You can know it's normal now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you can know, like, you know, that the, that whatever drug, whatever drug you can think of that's in your brain, when you learned it, when you were 17, yeah. now kids who are nine years old know about it because YouTube, they know oh. about it because social media, they know about it. Like, so this is the thing is kids know about it. We can pretend that they don't. Yeah. Or we can talk about our experiences with it. Yeah. We can say, hey, here's what I, because a lot of these, like, I hate using the sentence, but like a lot of these drugs are helpful, but a lot of these drugs, a lot of these experiences, Mm -hmm. like, so that experience, like, it's not like the, the weed gave us that experience, our our friendship, our camaraderie, our, the situation, our, our laughter, our, you know, like that, those things break down our ego and make us think, think dorky things. Sure. Mm -hmm. But like, if drugs can give people those situations, like that's, that's a situation I value with, with my brothers. Yeah. Like that's, that's a valuable situation that yeah. I had in my life. And, and at the time it was something that was 
very frowned upon at the mm-hmm. time, you know, because uh-huh. we wasn't legal back then. Uh-huh. Yeah, we were that old. Kids yeah. were that old. But uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> we're gonna a, have to start saying that. We're gonna have to literally start saying like, oh yeah, this is a story when weed was not legal. Yeah, it was illegal. Like, they're gonna be like, cool story, man. That's super not interesting. Yeah, no, yeah. This happened at a time where you know, it was yeah. frowned upon, but we were sharing a bond that like. Man, so you're brave enough and willing to take the risk of doing something illegal with me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the, how do you say, it's it's cool. You have a friend if you're bailing your friend out, right? You have a bro that's sitting next to you in jail kind oh, of right. thing. It's almost like that bond, but no, people, we don't like to be in jail. I've done right, that, yeah. been there, don't want to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually never been to jail. That's that's one thing. I don't oh. know if it's a knock on wood situation. Yeah, knock on wood. I've only I, been there once. I'm very sucks. I'm very level headed. I feel like if like police come around, I'm just like, Oh, look who I get to talk to. I'm gonna <laughs> talk to them. I'm gonna I'm gonna handle the situation. <laughs> like I feel like I've always been that motherfucker. Yeah. Like I've never been like doing anything wrong. But yeah. it's funny, you know, the, you have these little dorky situations like uh like so it's so that actually that same graveyard, the Mount Breeding graveyard. Yeah. When I was in high school before this, mm-hmm. before we had our venture where I thought we were four by four and go for the graves, the grave the tombstones, I um we got caught smoking weed up there when we were young. Oh my gosh, and, I didn't hear about um, this. This is like in like I don't remember exactly the details, but I don't remember what jurisdiction it was, anything. But the police officers that came up, they came up and they were like, they were behind us and out of their cars by the time we even knew they were behind us. Like we yeah. were stuck at the top. Ended up there, like made us super scared. They like scared the shit out of us, like telling us whatever. And then they took the pipe and the weed. And yeah, it was like that and show. He, and he chucked it as hard as he could. Straight. Is that is that what it is? Uh, maybe I don't know. That's what oh. they're doing to you. No, that that is what they did. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're like so. What should they like writing down our names? Like we're gonna call your parents and all this shit. And like so, all the kids in the car are just like, please don't, whatever. And then at at the end, what he did. Um, I don't remember exactly, but he literally, I think he took like the weed and the pipe in his hand. And he just cocked back and he chucked as hard as he could into the woods. Wait, he littered? <laughs> he littered. <laughs> Let's he say, littered. Okay, so there's... No, okay, but I'm saying like so this is something... So did he or did he not throw the paraphernalia <laughs> into the he shrubbery? Threw the par- paraphernalia. <laughs> <laughs> he threw it. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, it's weird though. I, it's funny, like, I don't condone that now. Like, that's, you know... But these are the sort of things, like, this is like... that that's like what your uncle would do like if your uncle came in and he's like sees all of you like the kids smoking weed he'd be like hey i'm not gonna tell your parents i'm mm-hmm. throwing the shit in the woods get your shit together don't do this you know whatever like yeah i like the cop kind of did that i just remember that like it was a very like cool moment and i'm sure that like now i mean he would literally if, if like i don't know who it was i don't remember jerry just nothing but like he'd probably lose his job over that shit nowadays oh yeah you definitely can't do that now because now everyone has phones recording yeah the like, whole situation yeah they're like i can get twitter famous if i record this cop yeah. not getting me in trouble it's like okay well how about he just like he, he doesn't did. want to get you in trouble god damn it yeah, like he just, just wants to a better life for you it's like hey yeah. i'm gonna set you on the path to righteousness or right. his path of righteousness or whatever hey uh kid already know where this leads down to he's seen it many times all right. this stuff he's like if i can get to them young maybe i i have made a difference in this kid's life or Dude, exactly for, i mean i yeah, i, I obviously there. don't remember his name you know I was, I was a younger punk kid but like dude that that moment was crazy especially like me not having i didn't have at that age i had zero adults in my life that i trusted mm-hmm. zero and so like cop whoever it is whoever they're coming up i'm just like how do i how do i 
swindle my ass out of this. Like that's literally my situation. Like with any adult interaction, it was like, how do I get out of this or how do I do what I need to do to, to, to control this situation? Like yeah. that was like my little shit. That's what I would do as a little shit. Yeah. But I didn't have trust in adults. And so little stuff like that, and the cop threw the, threw the weed into the, into the bushes and like said, like, get the hell out of here, you know? Like that's stuff that's so frowned upon, I guess, generally now probably, but yeah, it's definitely something that gave me trust as a kid, you know? Yeah. Well, which he did, but what you don't know is you were so high that he switched the bag and he threw something <laughs> else and they took the freaking pipe and they're like, hey. He, he threw t- basil. Yeah, he threw, yeah, he took that weed. He <laughs> smoked it that night. <laughs> and by the way, officer, if you're listening to this and you remember this story, he still smokes weed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you didn't save me. You Smoke didn't say sorry, but you I know. smoked a joint before Ryan came over earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, also Ryan. So I, I do want to. I don't want to, um, just like talk about drugs somehow on this podcast because you're a lot more than that. I invited you on here because of your personality, but I do want to. I mentioned earlier, um, I've been studying a lot about, um, like the like PTSD, depression, like with um, like psychedelics, mm-hmm. MDMA, Molly, ecstasy, MDMA, Molly, and ecstasy. Those are all. When I say those three things, let's say they're interchangeable. They're the same thing. Um, so a lot of people are using a lot of um, MDMA and um, psilocybin, whatever, like just drugs to, we're, we're changing the way we, we think of a lot of our drugs and we're, yeah. we're helping people with PTSD. And so I would like to talk about, we mentioned briefly earlier, so back in the day on the same subject of drugs, we would have um, what we would call Molly parties. Yes. So this is Very something so. that th- this is going to be, if you've never heard of this, it is, it's a bit silly but bear with us. I think that if we describe these, I know it sounds dorky and I know it sounds very hippie, but thinking of the amazing, crazy, insane feelings that I felt at these, like at, at your home when we were growing up, this is years and years ago, way long ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. At the, the at, good old eight, five, nine, eight, five, nine. Oh, yeah. Like dude, just shit. these, like dude, <laughs> if, if people with PTSD, people with depression, people who are lonely, um, if you're listening to this and you've never tried any sort of like, um, we're not going to talk about psychedelics here, but we're just talking about MDMA for this one. They're doing a lot of research, a ton of research oh, yeah. on PTSD. Like people are, I think the statistic that I read was 60% of the people who tried MDMA who had PTSD had positive results under with one like sitting. So 60%, it's like, Hey, you have PTSD. It's a high rating. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, so I want to talk about, we would have Molly parties and like, I think, we should have been cert- that house should have been certified if like for PTSD people. Dude, to just oh my walk god, it literally and- should have been a counselor's office. Like, oh, it's you would you would become a different person. In the okay, so so let's let's go ahead and set the stage. So on the surface level, Molly is a drug just like ecstasy. Yeah. So it, it makes you feel nice. A lot of people nowadays, um, if you're familiar with it, and like party songs or whatever it's something that people take along with cocaine whatever like it's it's just a party like you're drinking you take some molly it makes you feel good it's a mm-hmm. sex thing whatever yeah but so when we had first i guess kind of dabbled because into it, yeah because molly was just coming out or like it came mm-hmm. out like maybe a year before or something yeah so it, my understanding of molly yeah. was that it was it's it's supposed to be pure mdma yes so ecstasy is mdma based but it also has some 
ketamine, some whatever the fuck you want. Like, you don't even ecstasy know. is a press tab, MDMA based, so Molly based. Yeah, but it also has some other shit. That's the rules of ecstasy. Yeah, that's the thing that yeah. you don't know. Like yeah. that's why they what they call MD M- taking Molly is rolling. You don't get that with ecstasy because you're just. Hi. I mean, I guess you can roll whatever you feel right. good, but you're just always fucking high. It's yeah. like you never come down. At, so the at, the slang yeah. on rolling is that is that because it's up and down? Like you like feel like oh yeah, it's well, it all depends on how you you know you take it. But yeah, usually it's when you take MDMA or Molly, uh, you have this feeling in your stomach and it starts and then you get really lightheaded mm. and I'm not going to get into like the scientific terms. You just feel fucking good. You feel fucking good. Yeah. And then you come down in the middle of your roll and you're like, what the heck? And you feel kind of normal. You're still kind of high, you know, eyes bugging. Looks like you're free. Eyes free. bugging. You look you're like crinkling a water bottle at light speed. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're, you're talking about, starting a podcast and <laughs> <laughs> you're expressing all of your ideas yes. that you'll never complete it's it's like cocaine but 10 times better <laughs> yeah but I mean, uh, people probably haven't done cocaine yeah i trying to get the oh okay the, <laughs> you'll learn yeah so basically it's that so and then all of a sudden when, when you when you hit your low you you come right back up and then you're high mm-hmm. again and you start mm-hmm. feeling good it's like a feeling that i tried to explain because right. how I feel is, you know, but at the time I was listening to a lot of music, every type of music kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I told people it feels like listening to every single song, your favorite song that has made you like, you know, your hair stand, you know, those goosebumps when you listen to music, you know, there's it's like every single song that you've ever heard in your life mm-hmm. played all at once at the same time. And you, it's like a culmination right. of those songs. Yeah, it's it's the it's the feeling of those songs as like oh yeah all in one. Like it, oh. like if you if you could, I mean, you can't even imagine what that feels like because you're just like, oh, that would sound terrible. All the, mm. all my favorite songs at once that sounds terrible. But like, think about the feeling. Yeah, the feeling of all those songs. Yeah, and the, actually, the probably the best description that I ever heard in my life of the that feeling it was from Cody. Mm-hmm. You can bleep that out if you want to, <laughs> but he's like just say first names or something. Yeah, okay, so Cody he's I hit, one time we're just you know we're just smoking really high and he's like you know what it feels like i'm like what 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 feels like you can't just like <laughs> yeah, put that out in the conversation like he's like no taking molly i was like oh okay he's like it feels like we're like adam and eve i'm like wait what are you talking about he's like okay. it's that feeling of them discovering things for the first time because they're the first humans right supposedly the fruit first humans on earth so it's like almost like a discovery like oh this is what grass feels like or wow man yeah like you know what i mean like oh like eating an apple for the first time it's like your first times of everything do you you think it's um you know because i've been i've been super into um, a lot of meditation and yoga lately so obviously like the present moment like presence like being here now Mm is very like it's something that's been a revelatory experience for me as it turns out um, do you think Molly almost emphasizes your senses so well? You can smell more, you can see more intently, you can taste um, of some sorts. You can kind of taste whatever. Um, you could hear more intently. Yeah. Like it, it emphasizes all of your senses so much to where it's almost an ultra present moment. Oh do you yeah, kind of like that. Like it kind of that's seems... a, yeah, that's a you know what that's a, actually a yeah. 
exactly how like you don't think like, about any of your is. bullshit you don't think in forward in the future you don't care about what's going on you care about <laughs> living in right the moment here. yeah right if, here. dude if you put you put a motherfucker on molly in some nice green grass ooh, oh my ooh, he's gonna feel he, that green grass he would not care if he was allergic to grass and he's like freaking well, red and so swollen he's like dude i don't know about around. you but this fucking grass man well so you know it, it's funny like so okay so the 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 jokes upon Molly like everybody like hears about like oh XC like everything feels good you know we've seen get him to the Greek where he's stroking the wall with Jeffrey like oh all this gosh. stuff but so the yeah. thing about MDMA because I I think I want these conversations to be somewhat kind of at least a little bit valuable like I understand that we had a different the world was different when we took it we were doing it for party reasons but like yeah. looking back it was very important yeah, we, to our lives but yeah. now like people are going to be taking these like literally in a, a counseling setting like people are going to be that's in in some smart sort of, yeah like they're going to be in a like it's going to be more casual it's psychedelic research i'm sure mm-hmm. it'll probably be places like this honestly yeah. you come here and you got a dude like me who has tattoos well hopefully you, like this you got to remember yeah. it's like if they do they're doing this on a scientific level like mm-hmm. sometimes it's like you're you know, you well in my head, I always go way too movie esque kind right, of thing. Right. Where like they're in a white room. Hey, you're gonna be for the next I know, fucking two I know. hours taking this Molly. Yeah, in it's, a lab coat. Yeah, like, I, I just like that's but too you, uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, the, if you're the, the gonna do it, do it like what you're about to describe. You know, it's yeah. you know in a comfortable setting. Yeah, I I think that's I think it's super important. Like because we're going over the next ten years. A lot of the research I've been doing is is showing that over the next. 10 years as a random estimate the 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 changes with like the research the we're, we're doing a lot of the research but it's going to be to the point where like i said outside earlier 53 old ladies who have never touched drug in their life have mm-hmm. drank alcohol they drink wine once in a while yeah they're going to be like okay i just went through a divorce and like i don't know what to do with my life and a doctor is going to be to the point or at some point whatever this is going to look like someone they're going to have a prescription or something for mdma or yeah. psilocybin or whatever it is like the people are going to need to know like what am i getting into because this is so different like like we casually use like fun drugs recreational use yeah like party up. when yeah. you throw that all that stuff in there and that just gets people yeah. turned off yeah so like know? how do we how do we talk about like so how do we correlate our experience because so when we talk about these fun experiences it's impossible for us to not just be like oh yeah that's so funny like you know like we're laughing it off but how do we make the, how do we talk about these experiences and make them not like still scary and off-putting to people who could really benefit because thinking about now like we didn't think about it back then but think about now like like if you were like if you know people with depression yeah like now that we have these clinical like ideas and like different dosages and what like settings that is going to be eventually something like you would be like yeah like you should totally try mdma right yeah you would could you would like if your sister was depressed you'd be like hey like oh yeah you should try it so how do we correlate ryan i guess i'm asking you like how do we correlate the conversation we're having from like the fun party, here's the experiences we had. How do we make that sound comfortable for where 53 year old ladies who just got a divorce are like trying to convince themselves to try this, to help themselves deal with the mourning of their divorce or the, you know what I mean? Like, like how do we take, like, like how do they find value from these conversations of us? Oh, about taking like the Molly, like as yeah. a prescription drug. I would yeah, because it, dude, in the next ten years, it's going to be a normal thing. So, I, it, yeah, it might be of some sorts. But anyway. hopefully, like they have it down to where, like you know, like the people that are actually administering, 
you know, Molly itself, you know, like obviously when we talk about, like you said, we were talking about partying and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were taking like a lot. Right. You know, yeah. it's we're just like whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. We'd, like, well, and that's take, the cool like, thing is now five hits. Yeah, you know? we, we were, I'm happy that we were the guinea pigs, like not that we were like writing that shit down, but there's yeah. plenty of dipshits like us. Yeah. That we're just taking whatever and we know what's good, what what bad amounts are. So, like, mm-hmm. that probably helped, I hope. Yeah, sort of so if they get it dosages. down, like, if doctors can get it down to where, like, if you can just take, like, a little bit amount, just enough to, like, feel something and, like, you know, it's, like, I don't know. I guess it would be, like, taking, like, a depression pill. But mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like to take a pill like that. I, don't, I do. What I, is it like? Dude, I don't know. Okay, so it's... um. I'm super happy to describe this actually. So, so like I, so mm, the first time I had taken it, so I had taken, I had smoked weed, I had drank, I had done ecstasy. Like I, I was a, like, let's say casual punk kid, uh, like good kid, I guess. But like I've done recreational drugs. I've done alcohol, whatever. Um, when I took, so I got prescribed, I went into the doctor's office and I literally, you go in and within five minutes you're, you have a prescription in your hand. Like you just tell them that I'm sad and they give you whatever. Okay. So um, I had SSR, SSRI inhibitors, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, you, you could look it up, but it's, it's depression medication. Essentially, it's so hard to describe how it makes you feel because it's not like the drugs that we've ever taken. It's not... It, it makes you feel closest to nothing that you can think of. So basically it turns off like your emotion inhibitors or something or kind of, well, so, and I don't want, I, I'm afraid that any listener, this might scare them away for it. And I think that there's tons of people and I know a lot, I know more people than not people. I know probably 90% of people that I know that have tried depression medication have had good success with it. So if you're listening and you think maybe you should try it, give it a goddamn try. Don't listen to me. But for me, it was terrible. I had a terrible time with depression medication. It was the most disconnected feeling. I felt, um, I had this weird, the way that I can describe it, I couldn't feel sad. I couldn't feel empty, but I knew that I should. I knew that I should. I'm like, oh, this is where emptiness would go. And it felt as if that was taken from me. And and that's how I felt like I was like, that's how like my mental state was on this medication. And so that that's where like, so they say like suicidal thoughts get very prevalent. Like that's how I was like, okay, this is, this is where that sparks from. <laughs> it's yeah. like not even helping. Yeah. You know, it's uh, like, oh, this yeah. may take away all your feelings. So I hope you yeah. can deal with but that. But so it's not that intense though, because when I had first, I mean, there was times where I really did feel good. Like you feel like, it makes it to where your highs aren't so high and your lows aren't so low, which for a while, that is nice because sometimes you get to a point where you're like, dude, I've been either incredibly happy or incredibly depressed for the last four yeah, months or whatever Yeah, you get like these two feelings. It's like, where mm-hmm. where can I find a yeah. happy medium? You're fucking hardcore on the gas, hardcore on the brakes. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you can't live life like that. That's yeah. like, to me right now, what you just described it, like, mm-hmm. I don't like that. I would yeah. I would hate that because no, like, you know me, it's like... You know, I've I've never been on any medication or whatever, but I've been through depression and, you know, had those uh, crazy, weird suicidal thoughts. I don't want to call it mm-hmm. weird. I'm sorry, but, you know, because a lot of people feel these feelings. But No, they're weird as fuck. Yeah, they're super weird. It's, they're, it's the, they suck. Yeah, I hate getting to that point. So, I, like I said, I don't know. I never went to a doctor or whatever, but I, I knew that I wasn't feeling any, like, 
I don't like this ain't like, right. Like, wh- why? Why am I so low right now? Like, yeah, you know, because I've felt really happy. Because you know who, you know, we have yeah. a sense of who we are. Like, you're like, oh, wait, like, I, I'm pretty sure I'm a happy ass yeah. dude. Like, I'm not. Yeah. These aren't my feelings. Like, what's that? You know? Yeah, exactly. So it's like me. Like, I hate, would hate to say it this way, but it's like, man, I can't believe I made it this far in life for like feeling the mm-hmm. things I felt and like and the thoughts that would just go through my head i'm like dude this is not even worth it anymore so like for me to hear that feeling of like you know like you said like some people you know taking these depression pills yeah it has worked but what what happens to the people that doesn't work you know are they just on another pill that makes them even worse and like all of a sudden like you're just a like your body's not even normal anymore you know it's Full, you're just pumped full of drugs and trying well, to make you feel a feeling. Well, and it's the right ones, dude. It's it's so scary because you get to the, like so like I had I had this moment. I think I've actually mentioned this on here before, but I had this moment where I had a Reddit comment actually like pull me out of this. Like so, I was feeling kind of good. Like so, I had up my dose. I had tried mm-hmm. a couple different S's. I think they were all everything that I tried or the doctor gave me. Yeah. I think they were all SSRI inhibitors. Um, if that changes, I'll come back through the podcast and tell. Yeah. But I think they were all SSRI inhibitors. And so I got to like a higher dose because he he kept saying like, no, I think this is the one. Just keep like it would be like, go to him a couple weeks later because what they do is they give you here's this dose. Come back to me in three weeks, whatever or a week, whatever I don't know, whatever it was. And I'm like, I don't feel good. This is not good. I feel crazy. Like please, no. And like he doesn't really like what is he can what can he possibly do like he's not a therapist he's literally my old family doctor from when i was a kid yeah like i literally i feel bad for the guy like the positions that doctors are put in now for this stuff like he's not a psychiatrist he doesn't know what i really need like yeah. he doesn't have enough time to talk to me like he's he's a, a terrible re- position yeah he's a the guy to remedy whatever's yeah. going on as of right now yeah what are you feeling yeah. oh well no, head stuff yeah. well that's not my yeah feeling. no i mean and he made you me know? feel very comfortable but he only has five minutes like yeah. you know but anyway so um Anyway, so I read this comment on Reddit. I was feeling good. Mm-hmm. Um, my doses were kind of like I was. It, it had been probably only a couple weeks to where I was like I almost had forgotten that I was taking the medications. Outside of I had some 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 gnarly side effects like sleep was an issue, and then I had um, I was constantly sweating, always sweating. Like my legs were just constantly sweating, which is a crazy <sighs> terrible awful. shit thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, I read this comment on Reddit that said. Uh, oh, I was on depression medication, something about it would have been nice, but then I realized that none of it was real and it wasn't actually me feeling good. It was the drugs that were making me feel normal. It was something like that, like some sentence that was very blunt, like yeah. it's not me doing it, it's the, the drugs that are making, and it clicked something in me and yeah. it was like my depression was like, I control your life now. Yeah. Like it was like this terrible clicking thing. Yeah. So so for me, like in that, so so those are moments where I think that like, the suicidal thoughts that they like warn you about on on tv and stuff i think mm. those are the moments where it's like you should kill yourself right now yeah like it like it's so i i felt that i grasped that and i was like oh no and then this is stupid and any listeners don't do this do not do this but i cold turkey like like i just stopped yeah i heard my, you're my, not supposed to do that yeah no to, like, it wasn't good off. and i was i honestly i don't remember honestly i don't remember like laying on the ground like having withdrawals and like because people compare it like on reddit online people are like oh it's worse than heroin withdrawals it's worse than like blah blah like i i know that i kept casually i kept drinking i had probably done cocaine within the last couple of weeks after like quitting it like mm-hmm. at least once but like not that i like did cocaine every day or something yeah but, like, like just casually i kept partying 
And I think that I was just in such a state of self hate and depression that like it just was adding on like my withdrawals or whatever you would call it. Yeah, you're just situation. like filling up your head with other yeah. things to try I to was, get it was busy. Just, it was just more like yeah, yeah. It, things suck right now. That's cool. Yeah, I feel shitty. I always feel shitty. Cool. Yeah. Like so that's how it was. So. Maybe this beer, like you know, hanging out with a bunch of people, made me feel mm-hmm. a lot better. Like replacing. Yeah. Maybe avoiding any crap. thoughts I have. Maybe yeah. if I can just avoid, if, if I lay down too long, I start thinking about it. So let's not sleep as much as I can. Yeah, and like exactly. All these things I did to distract myself. But yeah, so so that's the, the way that it feels, depression medication, for me anyway. And everybody feels different. So you got to take it slow. Try it if you need to try it. If your doctor thinks you should try it. If somebody in your family thinks you should try it, try it. But yeah. for me, it made me very, honestly, a little bit comparable to, to a weed high. Okay. A... You're not fully, you're kind of just a little bit of numb. Like you're kind of just a little bit of stag. Like you're just a little bit. Mm. Okay. It's, so it's like, like a, some like, like some noise that you can't even like pitch to. Right. <laughs> it's like you're stuck yeah. at this, like you're, you're no just, one wants to hear this noise. You're at a monotone. Yeah. Like it's not miserable. Yeah. It's not happy. Yeah. It's not because when you think of our brains, when we think of like, Oh, you didn't feel anything or no, it's not super happy. We think of that sounds scary. That feels uncomfortable. It's not that it's not like you feel miserable all the time, but it's this, this weird in between feeling. And some people just, it just doesn't work. It didn't work for me. I remember I had a, um, it was at the first week and I had a hair appointment and I'm friends with my, the lady who cuts my hair. She's awesome. Yeah. And she was talking to me. And then at some point I, I had kept up with it after a while, but then like the medications really started to kick in. I started getting like, I didn't really want to talk. Um, and she like pointed it out and yeah. she like said something. She's like, what's wrong? Like you're acting weird. And like, I obviously I didn't want to tell her like, well, I want a really high dose of depression medication. Cause I'm trying not to blow my fucking brains out when I get home. Yeah. Like obviously <laughs> like, like, how you do you, like tell and you. I remember like, like realizing that I had to explain it to other people, like why I was acting weird or like maybe like why I kind of looked like I was on drugs or whatever it was. Like I was on a high dose of whatever, but like that moment realizing that I had to explain it was mm-hmm. like, that was rough. Oh, that, that was uh, yeah. Good. Like, how do you talk to, like, someone, like, you barely know and say, hey, yeah. uh, oh, by the way, I'm acting like right. this because of uh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, she probably would have been super cool about it. I oh, mean, yeah. she, she really would. And anybody, Most a, people a lot would. of people would be, like, maybe a little caught off guard at first, but give them a few seconds to get some bearings. And honestly, I've noticed that people are like, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. So so my uncle took depression, but, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, people like, two like ty- two types of people, like, or yeah, three man. types. One will, like, mm-hmm. like, oh, I feel the same way. One is they have, they know someone of it. The third mm-hmm, one is like mm-hmm. they tr- tell you of how uh-huh. you should feel and like, oh, that's right. just a feeling that you just got to tell yourself in the morning every like, I'm happy. Like, right. You know, it's like right. something that like my dad used to tell me. He's like, he, I don't get why people would kill themselves or whatever, all this uh-huh. bullshit. And he's like, you know, you just wake up, you look in the mirror and tell yourself you're happy. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think it works like that. Well, it, that's one of the answers I hated the most. Yeah. And it's something I never wanted to talk to my dad about like still mm-hmm. to this day i haven't really told him but like he knows that like i am very an emotional man like mm-hmm. he knows mm-hmm. that i can be like pretty like su- like you know super happy or i could be just like i wouldn't say a word he's like dude what's mm-hmm. wrong I'm, like i don't low lows high like highs. yeah you know I, I never had like a ha- that happy medium you know not until now you know it's one of those things you just gotta like what sucks is like i i never have taken any pills i've never went to a doctor about it you know or talked it's like i'm just happy i'm one of those people i had my i had my friends you know i had really good friends like you you know and you know now i have my wife and like people Mm -hmm. who cared about me enough to say that i'm like holy shit like you know what 
I need to get myself out because if I don't either I'm going to be left behind and gone, mm-hmm. you know, or I can't be with the people I love the most anymore, right. you know, and that like hurt me so much. I'm like, dude, I, you know what? I almost gave in to like what my dad's like, I just got to look in the mirror and just say, Hey, I'm happy, blah, blah, blah. You know, just like, you know, it's, it, I took in a little, a bit of ev- what everyone said, you know, mm-hmm. like those three people that I hated the most, like, like maybe, maybe if I take that all in at the same time, maybe I can figure this out, mm-hmm. you know, which I still, till this day, I feel the, like the low lows. I still feel the high highs, you know, but at the same time, it's like, now i i got people that care about me right like, what i'm like i there's no way i like now have my wife and a kid on uh, the way you know it's like holy shit i don't want to be that guy yeah you know? like, just like, like i want to stick around for them oh man like, i i can't wait to see like my future kid you know and mm-hmm. n- and be with my wife for the rest of my life and mm-hmm. you know even with my friends and family I'm like what, holy crap like mm-hmm. if i do this right now it's like because i see my friend didn't like kill himself but you know but he he passed away at such a young age and i saw the impact he had i'm like you know i'm not saying like i'm like him because that guy was incredible but you know it's like what what are the repercussions of me doing that to myself Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. letting the depression win and the effects that it has on people yeah dude you you gotta you gotta you know it's funny like i realized that just by standing up and fighting and just by living your life like mm-hmm. you just by getting married and in loving katie and in, in and loving your life and taking what your dad told you when you were younger and, mm-hmm. and thinking about it now like just by living your life you are encouraging others to do the same like i, I, I never think, thought of that before you, know, you, you just, yeah you give you give people permission to fight by fighting you know yeah. what i mean like like I guess that's another thing that I want to have with this podcast is just be like, hey, like, you little fuckers, we're all going through some shit, but, like, we're pushing through. Yeah. And if you need to take some energy, if you need to take some power from us pushing through, like, here, take it, take yeah. it, take it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, we got it. We got to keep pushing. We got to keep, like, I don't know. We don't fucking always know the answers, but oh. they seem like they kind of lay themselves out later in life if you just keep, like, yeah, just going. Yeah, definitely, like, for the, the kids, you know, like, because we were so young going through this crap, you know, it's like, now everyone's going through, like, anxiety and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but they're going at it in a wrong way, like, you know, the, what we kind of did, we filled those voids or whatever with something wrong, like, I know that, like, you know, some drugs, not saying that, like, you know, later on, maybe, like you said, we were talking about earlier, like, MDA could help, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like, at certain I mean, it's, doses. it's... it's it's routed to go like right i would say in 10 years it's going to be literally like a pharmacy thing oh it's, i it's would very, hope so i mean it's it's, it's the most amazing feeling that you'll ever feel you know like mm. but like we were saying earlier they don't hopefully they don't it's like here's three hits uh you might feel a little down in the morning but those memories that you had yeah <laughs> like as night. long as you just remember the memories you'll be good yeah <laughs> <laughs> you just hold on to those memories. You're like so, so Hang here's, on to the here's past. What, they, they just give you a rum springa situation. They're like, you're gonna go to a rave. Here's a couple of festival tickets. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna cleanse your ego. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, how, hey, it could help. Yeah, stop being fucking sad. Take this fucking MDMA. Yeah. Go to They're a like, festival. Just, just have a good night, bro. <laughs> yeah, just and then after that, just hold on to those memories, and it'll make you happy right. for the rest of your life. <laughs> okay, so so what is it? Okay, wait. Let, let's get let's get more detailed with, with MDMA. Okay, what's what is it about MDMA? So so my 
one of my very like so so i had an experience on mdma that literally changed me as a person and that sounds scary to any listeners if you've never taken any sort of drugs i know that sounds so fucking weird and scary and uncomfortable and you don't want that at all Mm -hmm. but this is a very good thing i actually had a moment that sounds hippie but it had good benefits in my life i had my best friend at the time um uh ian fulton he's just a good guy to be around uh, and then I was dating, Matt. dating a girl back in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably, I don't know if she'd probably want that. Anyway, so, so it, <laughs> anyway, I, so, okay. So, so back in the day yeah. I was with one of my good friends and mm-hmm. a girl that I was dating back in high school. We had taken MDMA. We were literally outside on the grass. I'm not kidding. This is something we didn't know much about. Yeah. We, I don't even know how much we took. I don't even know what it was something we knew nothing about, but we were on the grass and I literally had moments where we were all sitting there. We weren't, we weren't talking. We we're all just kind of looking around, enjoying each other's company. Yeah. I was in the grass, and I I had this thought to myself, not even like a high, like I should do 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 do. Yeah. It was a, I enjoy this grass right now. Like this grass, laying here, with my elbow on the grass, with my two very close friends. This is a wonderful, beautiful. This is what life is about. This is great. Mm-hmm. I had this time when I was like, I should generally appreciate grass more. And I remember I had this time where even at that moment, I knew that it was a laughable, like dorky thing. But I was like, this is like actually a real, this is something I could take with me to sober life, to regular, the rest of my world is mm-hmm. I should appreciate these two people. I should appreciate my friends more. I should appreciate things like grass more. And honestly, I think, you know, is everlasting effects. But for like the, the months afterwards, I was on like a euphoric, like, I'm appreciating things more because Molly, because MDMA kind of shuts down your like default mode network. It shuts down your, mm-hmm. your, your ego like moves around in your brain. It's, oh, it's yeah. done. It's you're good to just see what's in front of you. So for me around some of my first times, it literally helped me in the moment realize that what I have in front of me is great. The grass, my friends, mm-hmm. whatever that sounds dorky, but it had everlasting effects of being able to be present and being able to, look at the things around me and be like, you know, I am grateful that I have a garage. Like, you know, thank goodness I have a garage. That's nice. Like oh, a, yeah. I, I have yeah. a basketball hoop. Dang, like, I didn't have a basketball hoop my whole life growing up. Like, I have a basketball hoop in my driveway. That's so cool. Like, it helps you. Appreciate it, yeah. the little, like, the tiniest mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Do you have any yeah. experiences like that, right? Uh, I would have to say um, probably the best experience that I knew that I realized, I'm like, holy crap, this, this, drug this molly was awesome was when we were all up there i wish you were there too actually for this one where when we we're actually doing this but we were sitting in a circle up in the remember what we called thug's mansion up there in the freaking attic yeah, which yeah. it's supposed to be an attic but we totally this is cool dude it was like bla- it was like blankets and stuff right? yeah blankets and like and you worked in the movie theater and so there was cool ass movie theater oh posters. we had i had every movie poster you can think of oh, at they the time. were the sick then they oh. were the ones that like everybody wants right like they're like you go to movie theaters you're like, you're like oh dude that's that sick poster. oh dude i had it <laughs> we had, hung up had all, the sickest shit all, that was and the coolest you, shit. what was awesome is like when yeah. you got in that room you would have to like even for me people i i am only five five and a half and yeah. yes i will always cherish that half but anyways yeah. i would i would have to be ducking a little bit just a little bit just mm. to get in this room and you know everyone else was like bent over to try to get but as soon as you lay down yeah. it was like 
we had like all those pillows and blankets yeah. we would wash all the time because we had people over like we weren't oh, the right. weird sick hippies so like yeah no oh, it, it wasn't lit. gross no, it was, no. it was, it was Dude, honestly we clean, clean oh we cleaned that, that yeah it was house. a very clean environment oh it was time. it was a bunch of bros but like everybody take care of it t- t- oh take Take care of it. Taking care of it. No, but essentially, this was like a yeah. a crawl, a, an attic that you can duck in but almost walk in. Yeah. But it was covered in blankets and stuff, but not like dirty. Like it yeah. was like, like and it you, the, you walked around the corner and you just like, oh my god, this is so. Yeah, cool. it was rad. And they had the door to open and it looked like a freaking old western door that you like pop oh, into the what the yeah. bar. Remember that? It right. had like a little hook, but it looked like a freaking yeah, like a door right. from like the from the west. Or something like a western movie you're like just kick it open you're like i'm here <laughs> i'm here but uh anyways so we were going uh we were laying in a circle kind of everyone's just sitting up there just you know uh for some reason we just hit like we weren't like on our, our high high mm-hmm. we like you know we were uh, like Your we're peak, ca- yeah we, we were uh past the peak and then for some reason i just yelled like not yelled but i was like hey Guys, we should all say something nice to each other. <laughs> oh man, that's so beautiful. And so we like we took turns, and um, I'm like, hey, you know, um, let's say, you know, uh, when Crystal was living with us, I'm like, hey, uh, everyone, we're gonna take turns, and we're gonna say something really nice to Crystal, like how she affected your life or mm-hmm. why she's so important to you. And we did that with everybody, mm-hmm. and I swear. When we came out of that yeah, room, that breaks something. That oh, breaks something it, right now. It turned like everyone's mood. Like we, we went from like you know just kind of like hanging out, partying kind of thing to like uh-huh. we went downstairs and you know like how when you're on it, you know you're always like oh so hyped and stuff. Mm-hmm. But we were at a when we start rolling again, we weren't like crazy anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we were just sitting there like just chill, just chill mm-hmm. like you know, and then we just kept talking like like me you are right now but yeah. we were just feeling good there was no negative mm-hmm. uh response to everything you know yeah. no smart ass remarks it was just people hanging out and loving right. each other you know? so so what is the i think the negative annotations with with mdma with ecstasy like with the media is always like it's very like sexual like, oh it's like, always so well I you mean, always get like you I, know i don't the... even know if i've ever had sex on mdma or ecstasy i really don't think i have but it's honestly i'm sure it, it makes whatever you're doing better like i'm sure sex on mdma is fucking great. oh like, i I'm bet sure it is amazing. i never have either yeah but, but i didn't want to ruin it so, so well, right <laughs> i'm sorry i have no to no, no right yeah, now. that's why i've heard wonder. a ton of people say that is like you it's, don't do it on mdma because yeah. when you do it off it's it's not but i i mean i don't know we got sex is like pizza right like sex is just cool yeah sex is great it's it's but, always gonna be great like i i think that the the sexual like it's not like you take ecstasy, you take an MDMA, you take Molly, you just start like rubbing the dude next to you, you rub like the girl next That's to not, you. Like yeah. it's, it's not really like that. I mean, it's 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 an amplification of your environment and it also shuts off your, I think it shuts off your default mode network. So your ego is out of the way. So think of in that situation to where like, imagine you're like whoever you are listening to this, you're with, you're with Ryan Santos in a room, <laughs> you're feeling kind of good, you feel this new drug, like, oh, I'm kind of happy. And he says, hey, we should look around and we should, you know, say something we like about each other. We should look each other in the eyes, right in the face, and say, you know, what do you like about me? Like, like, what's something awesome about me? Like that, you and your friend groups, y- you would not say. You wouldn't just be having some Bud Lights with your boys and say, like, hey, 
Steve. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey Steve. Steve. Uh, I, you you got beautiful <laughs> eyes, and honestly, the way you treat your sister is very respectable. <laughs> like, yeah, I. You know, it, it, it that doesn't happen. All but, it is is like you talk shit about each other, yeah, and you talk about and it's like joking, and you, and oh, you yeah. know you mean well. You know you mean well. But <sighs> so the thing about the MDMA, so so th- these moments, if you're listening, in. It, you know, fuck if for whatever reason, if this is later in life or whatever, if somehow somehow MDMA is legal or you have a way of safely getting it, like I don't condone illegal use of anything, of course, but uh, like create the environment with with you and your friends. Like yeah. honestly, like try maybe, not maybe, to go to some rave and like yeah, the people man, that you talk home, to, like you know what you're explaining earlier about like oh you right. take it and like all of a sudden you're filling up on somebody. It's like no, because you're you're in that environment like why no, like yeah. we we never i guess we had those shows just starting to yeah. like be more popular like the edm what was there but uh-huh. it wasn't there yet mm-hmm. so it's not like we went out to like all these shows and like oh whatever we threw these parties just uh-huh. with our really good friends and if you wanted to come join an experiment with molly itself mm-hmm. like hey come on over we'll show you a so, good time yeah so so what is so what is is there a world where you know, again, assuming these things will be legal in the next few years, or whatever, mm-hmm. where you can get your friends together, regardless of who you are as a person, regardless mm-hmm. of what you're trying to experience, get together with a bunch of friends and take MDMA. Like, so we would literally have back in the day at your house, we'd have Molly parties. Yeah. MDMA, I think we'd literally call them Molly parties. Oh, we would. Yeah, that's what we call them. Fuck the name. We're just Molly parties. Yeah, Molly name. parties, man. <laughs> but so, dude, so I mean, so what we would do, honestly, again, these are cool stories, and I, I certainly want to share them because they're cool. But I really am emphasizing, like, you know, corny as it seems to any listener, mm-hmm. I am emphasizing because I think that these things, like, I had a traumatic childhood experience. Like, I had I had, I had, had rough times as a childhood. And mm-hmm. these are things that I think saved me and, like, helped me mm-hmm. love my life more than I could have ever even thought of, you know? Yeah. Like, like, we had such good times. But so anybody who's able to, like, if in the future, imagine, like, if people are, you know, people have wine parties now 50 year old ladies like oh come on over we'll we'll have some appetizers and we'll watch fucking i don't know golden girls or something yeah. <laughs> whatever like but dude like you can have a thing like hang out with your friends and you can take mdma and yeah, you can do just, it safely and yeah. you could all like you know or even just with you and your husband or you and one other person or you and a counselor if this is the the way that things are going like i don't know these molly parties man we, we would get everybody together and just have the funnest not only the funnest time, but like the most loving time. Like, yeah, if you walked into, if we were having a Molly party, imagine ten people on MDMA, and we're just having great conversation. Honestly, that's probably the base of it. If you walked in, you would just see five different, very intricate, wonderful conversations. Oh, but you for would sure. feel that love when you walk through the door. Like, oh, you would, exactly. Like, people people, like, people hey, open man. up, man. Yeah. It's like that door of being shy or you know, like something that you've lived for your whole life of like not being able to talk, mm-hmm. you know? And I really like, that's like totally not me. I've always been like, you know, two feet in the mouth, man. You can you still to this day, you can't shut me up. But there's like people I've known that actually live with us that mm-hmm. never really talk. And mm-hmm. they, they get down to like the the down and dirty of what they've been through. And, 
You know, it's not like we sat there and cried to each other or something. Right. We were just like, you know, well, if you the, did, honestly, it would be like a cool. I'm glad we just did that. Like, let's do something cool now. Like, yeah. You would be like, cool. We oh, did it. yeah. Cool. We get, done, we're done. past it. You yeah. know, it's like, hey, you know what? You got it out. You, you talked about like something yeah. you never wanted to talk about. But like yeah. that person would like even new people that would come over mm-hmm. that didn't live with us. You know, when we had these Molly parties would the next day, like either you knew or like other people would just like that was the best night of my life. I, I right. never knew you could do this kind of stuff uh-huh. without having like the whole sexual innuendos of like, yeah. you know, or just it's like, kind of oh, it's not like a, yeah, yeah, like a rager kind of thing. We were yeah. just like relaxed. I, I just, I never understood the whole, hey, like, I, you know, I've done it, you know, go, like, this was afterwards, but like go to a rave or something. And I'm cool like, party. man, I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. You like know, you guys are missing out on something. So, yeah. well, so that we were talking about that before here too. Um, I've been a DJ for a long time. And so like, I see being a DJ for a long time. When I say that a lot of times it's kind of like, remember where I'm at. I'm the sober person behind the decks. Yeah. On the Saturday nights, on the Friday nights, when and I still feel everybody's bad. done. Play this right. song. No, for me I now. mean, no, but, but like, so, so I see the last 10 years of my life has been I'm in the corner as a surveillance camera. I'm, my job yeah. is to look around, like, I'm playing this song, I'm playing this vibe. Do people like it? So, my job every three minutes is to look around and inspect the room. Mm-hmm. So, for the last Friday and Saturday of the last 10 years, I've been every three minutes inspecting every room that i've been in yeah you know as as a dj like so that's crazy man so Never you know thought, it's, it, it, about it, that. it's hard for people to think about like that way you know mm-hmm. and, and i'm and that makes people a little uncomfortable actually like if you really kind of put it that way i guess but like, <laughs> this guy has evidence he's recorded all, all of our yeah, dirty also, shit that we did i've on taken the floor. photos if you're listening to this i have a photo of you probably naked uh <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, I just... Christy, we have a new yeah. photo of you. <laughs> Christy, I actually have your phone. So uh, if you can have had it for six months. <laughs> Who's Christy? Uh, your boyfriend's cheating on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve. Yeah, I saw him at the club. I always do. <laughs> <laughs> no, Steve, no. that bastard, that cheating bastard. <laughs> um, no, but, but but I see... So So I have seen... The before I started DJing, before I ever even touched a fucking, before I ever started DJing, before anything, mm-hmm. um, I had taken MDMA, I'd taken Molly, I'd gone to festivals. Yeah. But I had also, before that, I had gone to your house and experienced love on another level that I'd never felt before. Yeah. Especially as like a kid who, oh, like, wait, didn't wait. Have Can we to- talk about when you were there? And you were pulling people into my room. <laughs> oh my god, bro! We're, this we're, no, album, we got, though. This we, album. we need to talk about okay. that. Let All me right. tell you how much love he was feeling that <laughs> night, guys. He'll oh, tell man. you in a second. This is great. All right, you want me to tell it? Oh, tell it, okay, please. So, so listen, listeners. If you had heard the song, I, I feel like most people probably heard "Home" by Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Oh, so good. Home, let me go home. Home is wherever I'm with you. So it's, it's just a great song. Like a wonderful song. Right. So the album that that song is on is the fucking best out. Like it's so good. Oh, it's it's so it was amazing. Good. So this song came out and I was at this time in my life, this was, I had gone from, man, probably honestly listening to a lot of like Linkin Park and like, like more hip hop, kind of like angry, uh, listened to a lot of Killswitch Engage. I was very into like Metal yeah. Militia. And this was kind of my first, I've liked everything my whole life all this music it was the first time i had experienced like this like super hippie stuff for me like this is like chill folk music like very nice yeah so at ryan's party uh that day i i went to the store i bought the album like 
I bought this physical CD. Like it came with a poster, I think. Hell yeah. I think you had it pre-planned or something. Like I already know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, dude, I, <laughs> this, this was probably like a very planned thing to me, honestly. I, I feel like, didn't you, wait, did you buy it that day or did you buy it like a couple days before and then you oh, listened to it? I don't know. I can't remember, but I just. I probably did, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. It felt like it was that day. I yeah. don't know. Either way. I, so I had recently bought this, bought this album. Edward Sharp Magnetic Zeros. I forget the name of the 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 album, but it had, it had home and, yeah. and jangling on it. Oh, I definitely remember the album. Yeah. I don't know the album name, but I but remember so, the album. So what I would do? How many people do you think were at that party? Like twenty max? No, there. Actually, you know what? Maybe maybe thirty. I don't know. No, we never had that many people over. It was, yeah, it wasn't ever very. The, many. Yeah, it was only like we were usually kept in the teens, but that night yeah. we did actually invite 20, a lot maybe. of people. I don't know. So so either way, we were. So what we do? We're all rolling. We're all having a good time. Everybody's in their own world. And I went in Ryan's room and I locked myself in there, and I put on his TV. I put on the album, and I would play the album. And what I would do is I would go into the party, <laughs> and I would walk up to people. And I, I mean, I was, I would, I thought well, it was were, like the best thing. Ever. Oh, it was the best thing ever. I, though I would whisper amazing. into people's ears. I'm like, yeah, hey, show you something. It, dude, okay, you know what? You, the thing is, people, if you're going to be doing this, you don't whisper in someone's ear. <laughs> Whether you're on Molly or not, I have to show you something. <laughs> and then drag them into the room, and it's totally dark, and the dude, only thing the light room. is the, the little 32-inch TV I had. <laughs> dude, Keep but going. it was a portal. It was a portal. You know what's cool? I've always created these portals for people in my life, but I've, I'm glad that I do it for a living now. But... I, this album was so, it honestly, it meant so much to me. Like it was such a great album at the time anyway, but like, honestly on, on, on Molly, you feel like you really understand on, on when you take these drugs, when you, when you really have, well, you, y- it's your like analytical you, brain shuts down. You take the time to like, yeah. listen or to you, feel yeah. or like, so think about songs that you think yeah. is beautiful. Think about why you think it is beautiful. You don't really know. But when you're on MDMA, you obsessed over, you're like, I don't know why it's beautiful, but that is so okay. And I'm going to mm-hmm. let myself, I'm not going to let myself say like, I need to know why it's beautiful before I feel any more beautifulness. Mm-hmm. You say, I'm going to feel whatever I want to feel with for no reason. So it's like, you let yourself feel it. Beautifulness. I don't mm-hmm. think that's the word. But anyway, so I would play through this album. Um, I would show like a couple specific songs and the person, whoever they were, whatever state they were in, in the first place, they would literally just melt, their face would melt in this room. And oh, just be, it was me so and this funny. person, I'd be like, I gotta show you this. Yeah, I will, I was watching people coming out of that room. I'm like, what are they doing? I'm like, <laughs> like every 15 minutes, 13 minutes. my party here? And it's, by, by the way, it's male and female coming out of this room. What is uh-huh. happening? And then all of a sudden, you finally asked me. I'm like, okay, I got to find out what the hell is happening in there. You take me in, and I, I can't even remember what song that you were showing me. I'm pretty sure Home was one of them, and then you showed me a couple other songs. And I just remember just sitting sitting back and then just closing my eyes mm-hmm. and just, in like, I can, I can never listen to any of those songs normally again. Oh, man. Kind of like, it, it was like that, and then there was another song when you weren't there when someone blasted. I think it was Darren one night. He's like, dude, we gotta listen to this song. I'm like, okay. And it was freaking Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror. And <laughs> it, all songs, he's it, like, you haven't heard this one. <laughs> it's like, we've all heard it, dude. What the heck? But when you're on Molly, it's like, holy shit, he's Man like, in the but Mirror. you haven't heard it on Molly. <laughs> It's it, different. It was different. But, dude, that time when it was the way that you just pulled everyone, like, you were having, like, an individual, like, connection with everyone at this party and showing all these songs of that al- album. Um, man, I, I 
like I said, I can't listen to that album again ever. It changed it that just the way the melody was and i you know what i wouldn't have never listened to them if it wasn't for that night right and i dude that's so cool to me that makes me so excited like yeah like because i just remember like i loved it and you know you know what it was too is i was at that age i was very like i've always been a popular guy but i was very alone honestly like i was very like I've always been popular. Like, honestly, like, I mean, that's a weird thing to say out loud. That's a weird thing to even, like, say, it, say as a matter of fact. Yeah, like, no, it's like, when you know friends. it, you know it. Yeah, but I, like, there's also, like, even my best fucking friends that have known me forever, they will agree with you. I'm not like them. Like, I, I'm just different. Like, so when I'm able to, like, say, like, wow, like, there's just something that, like, like do other people feel this much beauty when they listen to music? Because I don't think I'm allowed to talk about it because I get made fun of. Yeah. And so when I'm able to, like, Obviously, the drugs, like, of course, like, MDMA, like, makes you just fucking feel things on another level. But, like, I love that album so much. And the fact that there was a first time in my life at a young age, I was probably 16 or so, that I can bring people and be like, hey, like, this gives me, like, a feel, like, is this okay to feel, like, do you feel this? Mm -hmm. And, like, you guys are like, yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm like, wow, like, you value my friendship, you know? So it's something that, like, you guys, like, you bringing me into your guys' friendship group, man, was just, like... Yeah, so great, and then able to be myself in moments like that. Oh, where I'm able yeah, to like exactly, and that's what it. I loved about it, dude. It's like oh. we were it. It was the house that, and by the way, this house we almost had for like almost two years, I think, or it was like a year and a half. But God, it seems of, like it was longer than that. I, didn't it? We did a lot of stuff in the house. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, like cool well, because it, it was every weekend. It, not saying that we had Molly parties every weekend, people, but no, but we, we had we had friends there. Like, yeah, it was, we would drink and stuff yeah. like that. You know, like we'd smoke, but it, like there was a. It was kind I, of just like that's just where you went. Yeah, it's, it's like and hung out. And the yeah. thing was a little fun fact that there was never a fight there. Really, there was yeah. no fist fights. There's oh no God, arguments. Yeah. I, I can see that That's so plainly too. Like, yeah. there's no way there'd be a fight there. Like, yeah, was... yeah. I mean, there was like after I think we're when we're moving out and stuff like that. There's like a couple like arguments about mm-hmm. like random stupid shit that you just right. you know. That's but, water on the bridge right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's like when you get too close to someone. After that, you can like right. you have that feeling of oh, I can say this to you because right. I'm comfortable enough. But then it leads to a fight. It's like being right. in a relationship, you know. But out of like i was surprised like wow usually when you have a house like this there's always a fight there's always Mm -hmm. some dickhead that was not invited you know that uh gets mad at somebody and you're like dude why did you bring jimmy everyone knows jimmy is a dick and (laughs) and so yeah no that never happened and so because we it was so chill there yeah it was around because we had like it doesn't matter who you were we we had hicks over there we had like yeah people that just like you know anybody it yeah. was everybody was welcome there oh it sorry that i <laughs> said hicks all right but we live in a town <laughs> oh yeah that's another funny thing we got to explain so like like the, our, our terminology talking too because i actually had so hicks i actually have said the term redneck Mm-hmm. And I had a lady on the plane last year. I had a lady like give me this whole spiel about it's very offensive to say rednecks. Oh, because you, did you know that? Uh, how rednecks is uh, uh, like like if I say in Castle Rock there's rednecks, that's offensive. Oh, someone be offensive? Is it because like they went down like what that word actually meant? I think. 
Yeah. Like, so it means well, well, it means way like, back in well, the day. if I remember right, it's like back in the day, it's the rednecks were the people that actually worked out in the fields outside. Yeah. The, they you were know, screwed the, over the, by the banks. Yeah, the, the lesser people. Yeah. They were considered like, hey, I make more money than you. You're just be shit. You just work out in the fields. Yeah, you're just redneck. You're like redneck. You, like you have redneck from being yeah on the from field. yeah from the yeah. sun and everything so, else. So well, so it's funny. I'm sure that is a definition, but I mean the way that we've grown up, like you grew up in Tootle, like like. Dude, I, I class of fifty, buddy. Yeah, I had people at my senior year flying that conf- <laughs> high so flag Confederate flag, and they, well, see, and, those, the and those guys had no idea what that flag actually really meant, and I hated I know, them for man. it. I was like, "That's the thing is, they have they no idea about history." It's actually painful because it's like you kind of want to just let them, like, okay, well, you just be an idiot, but also like you need to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's yeah, weird. it's 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 stupid. I mean, definitely, I kind of got like growing up, you know, being. Filipino, mm-hmm. you know, dark-skinned Filipino, and you know, growing up in Tootle, class of fifty, out in the freaking sticks, and you just have these. Sorry to say, Hicks, but mm-hmm. that's that. I don't know if Hicks just, is a is a bad. Term uh, I hope not, but someone will find it offensive. Yeah. I, if it, you find it offensive, please leave that in the comment below. Yeah. And if I get enough comments, I start yeah. getting money. I think so. Keep so, commenting. Yeah, it's so funny because someone actually told me about being offended by things. He's like, you know what? How, this is how I view. It. He's like, if you're not offended, then I'm offended. So it's like, if oh, you, yeah, like if what? you're Who not offended, that yeah, if you're not offended, I'm offended. If you're offended, then I'm not offended. It's like people are like I was telling you earlier, something like a person told me, it was like, hey, can you not say Jesus Christ in front of me? Oh, right. What? And I was like, wait, what? He's And, you know, I've known him for a while now. And I was like, he's like, yeah, I, I don't like you saying my Lord and Savior's name in vain. Uh-huh. And then I, you know, I'm a super nice guy. I was going to, you know, and he I just said, okay, it. whatever. Yeah. You know, I'll stop saying it. But I almost, I almost had the thing to say. Well, you can't make any more Asian jokes to me. Yeah, exactly. Like Asian, like you say like Asian Like you get jokes. to choose what I say with my language because yeah. it offends your beliefs, but, but I'm, I'm supposed to be cool with. Yeah, I'm supposed to be cool with you saying yeah. like dude, it's, you're it's, Asian. It's like, I'm not offended, but like, dude, you know what? I I almost want to give him the exact example. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, man, the thing is, is like if I say that, I'm actually mm-hmm. being offended because you are saying something about who I am. Right. And then I bet yeah, he would. Even farther. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, Jesus Christ is like, well, that's my belief. I'm like, oh, so you're throwing your religion at me now. He's, and then, and he, I, I know he tried to explain, he's like, I'm not part of religion and stuff like that. I just like it. I like that, the relationship that I have with Jesus Christ and God and stuff. And I said, uh, well, can you look yeah. up, I wanted to say, can you look up religion for me? Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure it means believing in a higher power. Well, okay. And it's, I mean, I I think. Oh, now we're in we deep waters earth. now. I mean, uh, people I, are about to get super offended. Hey, uh, <laughs> here we go, motherfucker. Oh, ooh. I mean, because I've become uh, quite a spiritual man in the last year. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm. I wouldn't say I'm religious. I mean, I don't give a flying fuck about ra- labels. Um, I'm definitely not religious, but I think choosing what someone else says with their mouth is insane. That's not something you can ever choose. So when you said whatever the situation was, you probably just, it was a casual, like, don't Jesus Christ. Like, oh, you know, someone walks around the corner too fast. A cat jumps and they get all sketchy like cats do. Yeah. And you go, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Like, you didn't mean to say, like, this situation is unimportant and terrible to me. And I'm equating that to your belief in Jesus 
Christ. Yeah. You did not say that. You said, here's a sound that's coming out of my mouth because I was just startled really quick or yeah. whatever the situation was. They don't get to say like, hey, what you said actually means this. Mm-hmm. I understand that that same situation would, would like say like the N-word. Yeah. Like we can say that same situation for the N-word and it doesn't make sense. Like yeah. you can't just casually say the N-word because you were startled by a cat coming around the corner. Mm-hmm. But like there's got to be some sort of give. This guy that you're talking about that was like, can you please not say the Lord's name in vain? He knows goddamn well. God damn well, I said that, <laughs> that you did not mean, Yeah. hey, I'm trying to insult your religion. If he personally does not want to take the Lord's name in vain, that's his choice. Other mm-hmm. than that, he can't control what you do. What he can also do while he's standing next to you, while he, he's standing next to you, you can pick up a cat and you could punch it right in the fucking face. He can't do it. It's not his, he's not controlling what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. You can do whatever you want. And I think that we do have this fine line of like, here's what I think you mean. Do you mean this? Like, mm-hmm. like b- b- because we can't just say like, well, I meant this and it was fine, yeah. but he knows I'm sure. God oh, damn yeah. well. It's you yeah. Don't mean something bad. It's like, like either I can get an argument with this guy, you know, it's like, how do I get an argument about my, you know, with a friend saying mm-hmm. this, this bullshit that doesn't even, argument. even doesn't even freaking matter. Yeah, I'm like, man. dude, why are you pushing this on? Like I, he wasn't pushing it. It's just like the fact that he just like went out and said that like enough to say, I'm like, yeah. holy shit. Like you're the one who always talks about how people are always offended by so many things. And you go off to my face and mm-hmm. say, you were offended by this. I'm like, holy right. fucking I mean, people who point Jesus out. Christ, point out, yeah. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. H motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. You know, I was like, it's not even worth it. Cause he's one of those guys. It's like, you know, when you meet those people that you just know that they, they have to be right kind of thing. They have to always be the, like the one upper. I like, I'm, it's not, he's not like saying I'm better than you, but he always is like, oh, I, oh, you like that restaurant? That's Ooh, stupid. Yeah. Like, you it, need like, to go to this He's the one who one. knows he's, everything about yeah, everything. He's that guy. He's got some experience. Yeah, and, and I'm just like, dude, stop. I'm not looking for advice, buddy. Like, cool. Like, that's, oh, that's your opinion. I think people un- don't understand that their opinions are not right. Yeah. Like, like your opinion is, that's w- what you think. Mm-hmm. is you. Just you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. And what what the funny thing is actually about that is like he hates when he's like, oh, would you want this, this or this? I'm like, I don't care. He's like, what do you mean you don't care? And I'm sorry. I'm about to get now. I'm going to be sexist. I'm like, dude, why? You, uh, like, wh- why? Why are you being a girl right now? Why are you being a girl? Like, what you you're acting worse than my ex girlfriend. Like, why? Why do you want oh, me to shit. care so much about something that doesn't even fucking matter? And it's it's thing. It's so trivial about the things that he cares about so much that everything he's everything almost has to be perfect and i'm like stop you want to know why you have indigestion and stressed out and all this stuff you know being stressed and stuff and worrying about stupid stuff and that Mm -hmm. dude that fucks with your body i'm sorry it It really you sit here and you clench you 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 tighten your stomach you tighten your muscles Mm -hmm. you stress yourself out you do we hurt our body when, when we try to just clench like oh yeah I, I it's like controlling that thing i feel like there. that's oh. the, yeah the one emotion being stressed out like i how i used to be i mm-hmm. used to be so stressed oh like like him like but i was younger this guy's like freaking 47 or something I'm like dude right. if you don't calm down really quick and like well, just let like just start living life and stop caring about what other people are doing yeah it's like well i i man. think that it, it, you know it's funny 
I used to like overthink about like what other you can't control, you know, you can't control the outcome yeah. of of other people, what other people do. Like I can't, no matter how this conversation goes, I yeah. can't control what you say, Ryan. Like I can't control mm-hmm. how the end of this goes. Like I can't go and if you're a tennis player, you can go in and say either I'm going to win this match or you can say I'm going to literally push to the 100% best of my ability. Mm-hmm. And those are like either you you say I played my best and I won, or you say I put my eggs in the basket of I I wanted to win or lose. Mm-hmm. Like you can't control the winning or losing. You can control going into it and giving it your best. Mm-hmm. So the same thing you can do with any conversation is you can go into it controlling only your end of the deal, and regardless of how much you want to convince the other person or tell them these magical words that you think will will make them do what you want them to do or say. You never can. Yeah. That guy can't, he can't just make you not say Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because when you say Jesus Christ, it doesn't mean the same exact thing that it means to him. Yeah. He needs to understand that. Exactly. Unless you're Tom Brady and just deplete the balls, dude. Yeah. Then you can win every single time. Yeah. That's, that's what I would do too. <laughs> I should have deflated the ball right also, there. I think that maybe the ball should be a little smart because I just bought a new basketball yesterday and I bought a 28.5 and I, apparently that's a girl's eyes. <laughs> But like it, it feels real nice. It's a good size, dude. It's a good size. I mean, it's easy. Keep going. Sorry, uh, I didn't mean to. Again, didn't mean to offend the female uh, sex about that ball being a lot easier. Sexes. A little bit, yeah. But what's sad is, uh, (laughs) I say that, but on a professional level. Those women would kick the shit out of me. Like, there's no way. If I try to play basketball against them, again, oh, dude. I'm a very short man. But at the same time, being a man, <laughs> they would dunk you. that whole thing about being a man or being a woman, whatever, sports-wise, yeah. it's like, dude. You know? dude, dude, that's the thing is, I, I've never really, until all this like sexism stuff comes along, mm-hmm. I generally, I'm not kidding, I don't think I really thought of like, women versus men in in different like women are better at men than this or men are better at women than this like sure there's things that are obvious that men are just like men are just naturally stronger like or stuff like that Mm -hmm. but i'm just always like who is the best like the best tennis player it doesn't fucking matter if it's a girl or a guy like who's who's the best like who like versus each other Mm -hmm. who is the winner who is you know, I, I think this the, the sexism thing, like all the it's it's a word like separation subject, thing, is something that like, and I don't want to dive into because it it's very hard conversation. Oh, to it is uh, right now. Someone, someone's it really is. Who, whoever's listening to this right now is probably pissed what I just said, but I'm sorry. No, I, I, I mean it's 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 a it's a hard conversation. No, I mean you don't need to. I don't I, I don't because you didn't mean any harm. Just like when you were saying Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's something that I agree that should be up for conversation. Like if it's like if girls are actually out here like feeling offended by everything we say like fuck dude let's talk differently like let's figure out a way we can talk differently yeah. but know that guys are out here like we're a couple of good dudes mm-hmm. there's nothing that we would say that would purposely hurt anybody like we're not trying to hurt anyone oh so no if there's, like, not at all yeah but but so so to me i think that like when i think of sports or athletic ability or like um who's getting the promotion at work like who in the verizon company is getting mm-hmm. the promotion like it's the person who's the best for the job. What yeah, are you exactly. Like, it's like, it? I don't care if they have a dick or a vagina. What are you yeah, talking about? I don't care like, if they're freaking blind or mute. It's yeah. like, dude, if that guy can get it yeah. done or that person can do a better job right. than you, that person deserves the job. I don't right. care who you are. Yeah. You know, it's like that. I think, you know, I, I think the, the, 
a lot of the bickering, like that, that's a, th- a thing like where a lot of feminists and, and girls are probably are in, I'm, maybe I'm talking my ass. I have no idea, but it seems like mm-hmm. they're probably like, okay, cool. We get that. Like, obviously, of course, but there is a thing that we have to actually think about. And I'm sure that there's people that are solving what we do about this. Same thing with racism, mm-hmm. men, a white man, our starting line of wherever we were at in the beginning of time, our businesses, wherever we're at, like financially sports wise, wherever mm. we so our starting line is up here and women and like, so like a white male, our starting line is up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, a black male, his starting line is down here mm-hmm. and we all go to the same thing. Women are somewhere back here. Like white males literally do have, there is such thing as, as, as privilege. Like yeah, it's, that white privilege. Yeah. Like, like we've just had yeah. like, so the years we had a couple hundred years during slavery where white males were like our whole, my ancestors, probably not my actual ancestors, but were doing well. While people who I have friends who are black who are my same age, mm-hmm. their ancestors were literally probably slaves. So at the same time where I'm a white man, my ancestors are getting better in business. They're getting smarter. They're whatever. They're teaching their kids this. They have this starting line, whereas black people are back here. Yeah. Women, I think, are kind of back here with, with black people. So that is something as society, if that makes any sense at all, yeah. that we do probably have to... I don't know, figure out something, but again. Which they've been, been trying to figure out, but yeah. for some reason, someone's controlling this whole thing to where it's still yeah. the same, you know? It's like, yeah, right. they've 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 gone pretty far with all the marches and all the, mm-hmm. you know, generated segregation and everything else, but it's still, oh, it's how is it still here? You know, how how we ha- how Christ. have we... <laughs> we're, re- we're bringing it back, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. How, how are we still in the same state that we, we were in 60 years ago you know we're like reverting back to it i feel like we were out of it and we're like cool yeah like we don't we don't mess with segregation and now we're like and we're gonna reverse racism yeah exactly so i don't know how that's all working out i have not done enough research or enough Mm, i don't have enough knowledge to even talk about this stuff but you see it enough in social media or you know well i don't know now since i don't have social media anymore but like mm-hmm. at least in the news it's like well, how are we still talking about this why is mm-hmm. this why why God, is dude. this still a problem yeah it's almost like it's not a problem but they're like hey we need to distract you or we need to like get you guys talking about some stupid shit so mm-hmm. they're just throwing it at us it sucks. oh man now yeah oh man now that makes me want to get into like freaking conspiracy theories <laughs> on conspiracy the theories. Me, like in the news and then thinking about all the shootings that have been happening again it's like man if you need to uh, check out that podcast called it's just Ooh. called conspiracy oh yeah right okay ryan was telling me about this podcast what was he again tell me one more time it's called conspiracy theories and it talks about well they have like the obviously the normal jfk blah 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 all that those I type of those, like dude. conspiracy theories about aliens and stuff but most of, most of the stuff is like actually like real things that happen in the news like mm-hmm. definitely like the the sh- what was what was that in the the shooting um uh, at the elementary that huge one that happened like a few years ago oh sandy hook yeah sandy hook they were talking about the conspiracy oh, theory about yeah, that dude, it was a weird fucking shit you need to that. listen to it it was pretty yeah. insane dude so all that stuff like because I, I mean, I like, I love me a good conspiracy theorist stuff. Oh, like, like Shay and I love diving into this oh, stuff. It's, so it's awesome. It's, it's, you know, the, the funny thing is, a lot of it is like, it's not trying to prove whether there is 100% across the board truth or 100% across the board mm-hmm. wrong. It's kind of like, hey, like, you can choose to believe in these things if you want. Like, you can say like, hey, that's probably mm-hmm. real. Like, it's like, like what you're going to do with it. Like, what, what are you going to do with it? Like, what you can say like, hey, man, this, like Bush did 9-11. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do about it, though? 
Oh, that whole, like, everyone knows that was a good, that that was you know, probably the most fucked up situation. I know, but I'm, I'm not. I'm Besides not saying JFK that. JFK getting shot in the face. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> I miss him. Uh, didn't even know, him. but uh, like I, I don't know. I, I think it, that stuff's fun to believe because you can really toy with like, man, like you know what? I can't believe what I want. Like I, I'm gonna keep my sanity. Like you know, I'm gonna. Like, like I know there's nothing I could do about knowing this information, mm-hmm. but like maybe there is something I can do in my corner, you know, like, mm-hmm. like this shit, like for me, it's like, cool. I've determined like with all these conspiracy theories, like, yeah, it's fun. It's entertainment. But mm-hmm. I've also determined that the government and our political system and our society is fucking liars. Like, oh, it's, they it's, are. it's dangerously right liars. Yeah. And so if I can have little dorky platforms like this, where I get some smart people together to teach people some cool stuff. We can start ignoring the news and start whatever, and we can start learning from, I don't know, I guess each other's each other's intelligence yeah. rather. So it feels good to me, I guess. Um, Ryan, I definitely, as much as I want to dive down into conspiracy theories, I definitely want to talk about before we end here. <laughs> okay. Um, honestly, just like so, I, I had sent you that video. I like I wanted you on my podcast obviously as one of like the first few people like I'm gonna have a ton of people on there but I just wanted you honestly was your demeanor like your the way that you see life you've always been a friend of mine that's like been so positive about everything in your life you've also been like I know you on a level to where to know that you're not always positive like you've had your ups and downs mm-hmm. like you've, you've certainly gotten through them yeah um I don't know. I just, I, I just think that you are one of the most inspiring, like positive, happy, always smiling people. Oh, like thank like you. at your wedding, yeah. I've never seen so many teeth in my life. <laughs> like you and your wife are just in your own little world of absolute positivity. Like yeah. at your guys' wedding, you guys are just literally just. I don't know if you're just having it like teeth comparing contests all the time, or if you're actually no, having a conversation. No, well, we, we already discussed that contest. She has better teeth than I, but but you guys just like I look over the whole time. You guys are just smiling and laughing at all times about I don't know something in your own little world, but it's yeah. just wonderful. So I, I I think I don't know. Is there like like what's what's your perspective on life, Ryan? Like what do you? Well, um, I would have to say you know, um, I I definitely have gone through a lot of things in my life, things that I would never wish upon other people but at the same time I have had a great life you know it's one of those like you know we can talk about depression and what I've been through and um, things that have really have taken me down to a level I never ever want to be ever again you know but you're you know that's just part of life and you know I've just had a great group of friends and I've had a spectacular I have a spectacular family a spectacular family mm-hmm. that have always looked out for me you know and you know having those experiences for you know me you know it's trial and error and then that that's just life you know and uh, it's it's whether or not you want to take those lessons in life and like you know uh this is you know the old saying i hate it so much but i had a friend that used to, like an older friend that used to say this to me when, when uh i was back in high school it's like why do we fall down why do we fall down you know it's like so you can pick yourself back up mm-hmm. and i hate it but mm-hmm. it, you know it, it, it. <laughs> it has worked every single time yeah. you know it's it's whether or not you want to get up and i do that you know it's every morning i i get up you know go to work make money and Go see the people. Make mm-hmm. you have the thing is you have to make right now. I suck at it, 
but I'm going to get back into it again is like right now is hanging out with you. You know, you have to make the time, mm-hmm. make the time out for your friends, the, the people that you really enjoy your company or the company that you enjoy the most. And that's what I feel is like always having people with you, you know, yeah. like because you don't like not saying like some people don't have anyone. But like for me, it's like it could be like your dog or whatever. Just right. hold like hold on to something. Hold on to something. Yeah. Find something you love and love. Oh, it. yeah. And love like find something you love doing find someone you love loving and let that take you away kind of thing and that's how i've been living my life last like probably like 10 years maybe right like i i you really find yourself i say five years last five years that's what i've been doing because you know you always go in through your 20s trying to figure out who you are still like i don't care who you are but like it's one of those it's like you're 25 you think you got things figured out Mm -hmm. right you're like oh i've been through this blah 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 but now that i'm 32 when i'm 30 i thought like hey i i know what's going on these Mm -hmm. kids blah blah, but now i'm 32 and i'm still learning every single day on (laughs) the right way to love my wife uh Mm -hmm. the right way to love my family it's it it never i will tell everyone it never ends yeah you're always learning you know as long as you can get up every day willing to live life willing sometimes you got to do things that you don't want to do but you do it you know that's what i've learned definitely being with katie like that she does a lot of things i don't like but you know what just go and do it and you know what and she's shown she's shown me a lot you know like i i would have to i hate saying this because she was she was definitely my saving grace i hadn't i had no idea what i was going to be doing Mm. until i met her it wasn't because like oh she saved me now she's telling me what to do and like how to live life it wasn't that it was she i found someone just like me mm-hmm. you know I'm like, well and it, it, it can help you pivot it, it can help you find yourself like mm-hmm. it once you're able to be yourself around someone yeah. while they're being themselves you're like oh mm-hmm. now we've created something here. oh exactly you know, it's, it's, I, I think like like i said you know i watched you guys at your wedding just in your own world oh you we just, appreciate you, you for just, being there and freaking oh yeah, playing dude, the I, songs yeah man i'm happy to I, I was happy to be part of we actually just talking about this today we were talking about oh ryan's coming over and we're talking about um your band was so good oh dude, having dude. a band at a wedding is so sick you know what i was so actually kind of scared about fuck that djs at a wedding man <laughs> <laughs> fuck djs <laughs> no don't no d- well depending on how you want to fuck the dj but yeah i mean if no, you're, you're shaley morris fuck a dj you know what i'm saying but, <laughs> Um, but uh no it, you know what i would have to say this if you're gonna have a wedding this is side note if you can find a good band let yeah. me tell you it's almost inevitable it was so fun man it's inevitable we that people jamming. oh man we were they were the good thing. yeah and th- so they just did a bunch of cover songs they were kind of like more of like a funky vibe like mm-hmm. um there's a v- even a few songs that i actually didn't really know but it was just everybody was going to the vibe like i feel like once you take away with a dj i've noticed people really want to control things and they think they can we're used to it we're used to being in our car and controlling mm-hmm. spotify controlling whatever yeah so at a wedding people are like hey i want to hear the song i'm going to go tell him to play that song when it's a band you can say i'm here at this wedding mm-hmm. i want to hear this song but i don't get to hear that song cool moving on i'm just going to dance like you just i guess enjoy what's there rather than trying to contribute oh, to it exactly which a lot of people, with, with a dj nowadays people know a little bit about djing now mm-hmm. and so people think that they should be the contributing like i know what people want to hear right now yeah I'm exactly it's them. like everyone's a dj now and i don't like that oh, like stop but the, yes. no that band was awesome and make yeah. sure if you do get a band hey uh 
get a good one like we did because yeah. <laughs> a good one you know i, yeah. I mean we just had uh, we we're lucky katie's family has yeah. some money boom we got a band right <laughs> yeah no they dude they were good they were enjoyable too they were um and i'm also like as far as uh uh, wedding DJ. This is just like a random thought, I guess. You don't really need to know about this, but I do have a DJ, um, a couple DJs scheduled on the podcast right now. So we will do talk about some DJ shit. Like mm. we can talk about like why does it suck to be a DJ at a wedding or like oh, whatever. That should be fun, right? Oh my god, I'm you just already going into it. You shouldn't way. even get in a podcast about that. You guys should just make a YouTube video. Well, I about mean, about that, it, that'd be it'll so be, funny. Well, so this whole podcast will be on YouTube anyway. So um, I will be. So I'll be posting this on my YouTube as like different episodes, obviously. But mm-hmm. I'll probably take clips. So after I have a few DJs on here, maybe I can make one big one and make a montage or some shit. I don't Heck know. Yeah. But um, anyway, just to, to route back to, I think that your your demeanor, like, th- like mm-hmm. thanks for sharing all that. I think you're right. Definitely something that you've always done. Um, I have noticed like the amount of people that I've met through you, mm-hmm. the amount of cool ass people that I've met through you, like even your wedding, like even like, so like Brady, like I just met Brady at your wedding. Like yeah. I yeah. Met before. Like just meeting cool people through you, you attract good people. And I think that you're like the Ryan Santos, Ryan Santos secret to life. <laughs> it's just like, I think, dude, I think what you do that you may not realize is you rip out the good in people wherever they're at. Like you, you because you are so inherently good you are so inherently and and by that i just mean like no like no no (laughs) sorry let me explain but by that i mean you're just so naturally nice you're so easy to talk to Mm -hmm. you're so um naturally your most positive self you're so naturally like talk like people want to talk to you Mm -hmm. i think that you bring that out in other people like so i've known a ton of people because of you and i'm better for it and I think that you, like you, you just said, a lot of your positivity comes from surrounding yourself with people you love. Yeah. But do you also think that it's because you, maybe without knowing it, you bring out that love, that inspiration in every person just by being so positively yourself? Because when somebody sees somebody like, like you're giving them permission to be the most positive selves because yeah. you're doing that. Like, do you ever consider that? Uh, yeah, I. Yeah, sometimes I do, you know, it's, it's one of those, how do I say, I think I took the, um, what my dad said to me a long time ago, um, I think I took this saying too seriously sometimes, but treat people the way you should, you want to be treated, Mm -hmm. you know, and I kind of, I I took that really into heart because, you know, like a lot of people get sometimes they they don't understand what they're saying to someone mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. negative or because it, it could to the uh to them they could be saying like oh i did this because out of love and it's like well that's i don't think that you should have gone that way or said that negative thing about them it's like I, i'm doing this to like help them out i'm like no that's that's i don't think that's the way you should talk to somebody about, like doing whatever you're doing but so the way I just go about like talking to people like people want to be listened to and that's the hardest thing to do when you're in a conversation is listening to people mm-hmm. and you know according to Katie I, I still have that problem of listening <laughs> but she doesn't know anything though <laughs> Katie if you listen you, you don't know, know. <laughs> but uh <laughs> oh I hope she doesn't uh, Katie I love you yeah. but anyways yeah you know have a good fight later buddy yeah 
so like with with people you don't even know or people that i've known forever i will sit there and listen you know and that's half the battle is getting to know someone without you saying something to them because mm. you know like right now it's you know i i love listening to you and i don't want to say like sometimes I won't, i'll pause or something because i'm so interested of what you're saying because obviously if you're this is coming out of your head this is coming out your from your head to your mouth and it's out loud obviously this is important to you mm-hmm. i because i if i want to talk to you i want to talk to you something important about me or i have something important to say mm-hmm. and i think that's where i came from like where i start understanding people why people like you know like me and stuff or that i'm positive or always happy because mm-hmm. you know i never tr- yeah, yeah. You, you know when i'm i'll say some stuff sometimes just to joke around and sometimes it's kind of a dickish thing but it's all in play but people know that yeah they but, know you mean no harm. yeah like it, you would never mean harm yeah you know? exactly so if i say some something to you i want it to be like not so much constructive or telling you how to live your life it's it would be like hey you know i'm just kind of suggest suggesting yeah. something to like you I, like i want the best for you yeah like, and, and exactly. I, I think like maybe, maybe this would help get the best yeah for you, and you so know. like you either i give them the option to either you can listen to me or you can do whatever you do i don't care i just want you to be happy i don't even care if i even barely know you i just want like i don't want the worst mm-hmm. for anybody and right. that's the thing i don't like p- seeing people sad or mm-hmm. seeing people like get f- so frustrated with life because like right. dude i've been there you've been there kind of right. thing it's like wh- how come we're not helping each other out like right. how is this always like a, a case of I'm better than you than this or yeah, we're competing like you know, I it's yeah. constant competing it, and I you know it's awesome to see in sports and stuff but like after that game's over I mean you're not the game anymore yeah you know you're, you're not playing the you, game you're the human game doesn't represent you yeah. you aren't you aren't that player anymore like the game's done you're not that player anymore you are still yeah. human so like whatever competition just went on yeah and I think that's just how I just go about getting to know people or why people think I'm smiling all the time. It's just because I'm, I'm here to have a good time. Mm-hmm. I only, only well, for me, <laughs> I only get this one life to live. Why do I want to be or why do I want to be an asshole? Well, yeah. I don't have time for that. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I just want to be happy. I want people around me to be happy. And if I can show, if I can, if like someone like you, notice that i i'm happy that's awesome that makes me feel like wow yeah. like a people someone noticed yeah. you know i i'm like, oh, actually that, living the life i want to live is yeah. being it's like oh ryan's so nice i'm like i don't care it's like about that stupid saying yeah nice guys finish last i'll finish last all day every day i don't yeah. care i just want it's not about finishing it's not about finishing last yeah. i'm not finishing first it's like it's not even like we're not racing friends like yeah. it's, it's it's like it's just about yeah like i'm just a nice guy like you can you can race <laughs> mm-hmm. i yeah uh, i'm just yeah just tired of all the stress i just you yeah. know i want to live not trying to be hippie-ish i guess of living a free stress life and just like not caring that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying that you know there's a lot of things to be happy ab- about on this in this life mm-hmm. find it let it take you home mm-hmm. that's how i've been living life yeah, i like that so yeah Do, uh, you got to you got to emphasize like there's always the shitty shit too like there's always mm-hmm. 
you know, w- when you're living life positively, like there's always the option for like, you know, there's always the person next to you that's like, don't you see that this is terrible too? Like, don't you see that? Like, why aren't you mad about this? Like yeah. what this is going on at the same time that you're happy, this is going on. Why don't you see that? But that's just the truth of life. Like mm-hmm. the, the same time that you are Ryan Santos, you're in the exact same situation as somebody else who is so frustrated. What's the difference? What, what is the difference? The, the situation has not changed. It's the yeah. exact same situation. The dude mm-hmm. next to you is frustrated and you're happy and he's frustrated. The, the amount, it's not about just like pretending you're not frustrated, but it's about being able to say like, okay, like I don't want to be frustrated. That's not, that isn't what's best for me. Yeah. And then from there, then you could be like, okay, so how can I do it differently? And then when you go about your day, mm-hmm. just, just not concentrating on what frustrates you or not concentrating on the thing that's obviously like, Oh, this is obvious. Aren't you mad about this? Yeah. You just, if you just concentrate on what's, what's positive, I mean, it's, yeah. You know, it's a lot better. Yeah. If you, you you're going to fuck up, yeah. it, it's, it, it's inevitable. You're going to fuck up. Yeah. You're going to say things that you regret. It's whether or not you want to go back and say, Hey, you know, either I, I'm going to make myself better. This is like what I see. And I know what it takes to be better, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or like you say some shit to someone that you didn't mean, dude, that's yeah, okay. Own up, dude, yeah. own up. Talk to him about it. Yeah. Hey, sorry. You know, that like, Hey man, I, I kind of got mixed up in my words. I, I'm really sorry. I didn't yeah. mean that. Like, dude, honestly, a lot of times if you just talk to somebody man to man, tell them like, dude, I, I had a friend like not to derail this too much, but I had a friend who, um, I had done something that that she didn't agree with that like wasn't it didn't match up to her values mm-hmm. it was it was something essentially with a I don't even want to get into it it was, it was essentially something that she didn't agree with but we are we're very good friends she's mm-hmm. a wonderful person she considers me to be a wonderful person so she literally came over to my house today and said hey I want to talk to you about this like this is bothering me it's something you did mm-hmm. and so we talked about it and like Man, it just feels so much better. Like, oh, it it's is. Just like like being able to talk to it. Like, and it was so like, and I thanked her. Like, thank you so much for like taking control of the situation. Yeah. Like, so any any listeners, if you're in a situation where it's like you're like, cool, I want to be happy. Like, that sounds great. I'd love to be like Ryan Santos. Cool. <laughs> sounds sounds great. Cool. So I just start being happy. Cool. Yeah. Well, man, like 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 what you do is honestly these little things, these little things like that. Like you like. Hey, like this thing I don't agree with instead of being catty about it and texting someone and saying mm-hmm. like, Hey, fucking Ryan did this thing and it pisses me off. Don't you think that pisses you off too? We should agree on this. You literally, you talk to him about it. You take the things that bother you, the things that piss you off and you solve them, dude. You don't act on them. Yeah. I mean, it, it could take like two to three days. Who gives a shit? As long as you find something, you know, yeah. like resolve something, you know, and not let it just sit there. Cause after that it's like you let it fester in your in in your mind you just get more pissed about it and then Mm -hmm. you know kind of the thing with the whole jesus christ thing maybe i should you know that's one of you know i'm kind of backtracking here but it's like maybe i should talk to him about that you know it's like i'm pissed about this like it's actually like it made me like kind of upset because he got upset about it i'm Mm -hmm. like dude why why would you do that well you're pissed because it's a misrepresentation of who you are exactly it's not really fair so maybe i should it's one of the see it's like i'm not i'm not perfect i'm not happy all the time yeah you know it's you know i get frustrated katie gets frustrated with me all the time (laughs) she doesn't know what's good yeah i I know dude (laughs) if she's listening how we married if she doesn't know (laughs) if anything's good you're like i want to crack a joke right now but also i love you i love you so much (laughs) you chose 
poorly. <laughs> <laughs> you are stuck. I always, I always like to remind Shaylee, like I'll do some weird shit and be like, this is forever. Like, <laughs> That's exactly what I do too. Like this is what you chose. Like I'll just do some embarrassing shit. Yeah. Like, yeah this, is, this is what's going on. Here. I know. Like, I, time you're here. <laughs> and I'm whispering in your ear about this. <laughs> Love you. Good night. <laughs> Love you. Good night. Um, all right, Ryan. Well, uh, we're getting up here f- fairly long for time. I feel like we should at least take a break. Mm-hmm. Um, if this is the end of the podcast, I will record this. Mm-hmm. Ryan Santos, I love you very much. Thank you for coming on the John Cutler Jake Rice, I love you a I'm lot, so and I really appreciate you for asking me to come onto this wonderful podcast. Yeah, you know, I thought we were going to run out of stuff to like talk about because we talked earlier. I was right. like, oh God, we talked about Dude, it. Dude, that's what you think, but then it just goes. And yeah. then a lot of times I'm like, oh, this is valuable to listeners, but it's like, Oh no, it is like it, people like listen to, to to like good people talk. You oh know, yeah. Talking, well, so. hopefully they don't get annoyed of my voice if and they're like, oh, two minutes in, I can't stand this motherfucker. <laughs> get when him is, off right now. When is the last time that you thought that? Um, like when you were listening to podcasts? Oh, unless it was Jim Gaffigan. For some reason, his fucking voice. I don't. I'm not a fan. He's a casino comedian. Yeah. When I hear his voice, I'm like, I can't listen to this. But otherwise, everybody else, I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I I like him, but like, yeah, I. Totally, his voice is like kind of whiny, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I know it's a lot of the. Have you have you ever listened to anybody's voice? Like like so, you're saying like, oh, my voice sucks. I'm self conscious about it. Whatever it is. Oh yeah. Like, do you have you ever actually listened to anybody where you're like, get this motherfucker off my podcast? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, there's a few. As soon as like you just hear their voice, I'm like, nope. Really, uh, dude? I've never had it. I always thought I would have it, but I'm always like. I think about it for the first 30 seconds and then I forget about it. Yeah, no, there's a there's a f- few that I don't like. I just like, just keep listening, whatever. I mean, you maybe numb it out. Yeah, I just kind of, you know what, this person has something of value to say to me. I just kind of have to endure. But, uh, yeah, talking about that, that's why I said that because I've heard, I was recording something and I was talking in the background and I heard my voice. I'm like, there's <laughs> no fucking way i sound like that i'm much cooler than i dude it's (laughs) weird because it's so weird because we think of like we hear it and we're like oh we think of all these things about ourselves we hear our voice and we're like oh well i'm nasally i'm this i'm that like oh i didn't realize i sound like that Mm -hmm. but nobody thinks any of those things they don't think about the opposite of those things either they literally say that's a voice yeah (laughs) that's it like that's a voice Moving on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's funny how we're, because yeah. I've been, I, I don't know, I guess I just noticed like, I've been singing a lot. Like I've been doing more singing. Mm-hmm. I've been taking like vocal lessons online. So, yeah. and I know, like, I don't know, I, I'm shaking. I noticed that I'm shaking the like self-hatred of my voice. Oh. It's a weird thing that we have, like just talking. We're like, yeah, I sound weird. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. that That's the one thing I still haven't gotten over is that listening to your own voice or uh, listening to someone else's voice that I don't really like, but I do it anyways. I don't. It, there's something about it when I find that voice I don't like, and I'm like, "What is happening? <laughs> Why do you talk that way?" It's got to be a frequency that, like, we are literally like, "I don't like that frequency of your voice." Um, okay, Ryan, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Okay, Ryan Santos, I love you very much. Love Give me too. a fist bump right here. Give me a fist bump. Oh, oh, feels good. Oh, do it again. So many more, oh, brother. snail. Oh, <laughs> oh, you snail me. You I snailed you. Bitch. All right. All right. Junkyard Love Podcast out. Have a good day, everybody.